little too heavy, buddy. Yeah! We're going down. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. This joke is not gonna stop. It's not gonna stop, I tell you. I'm never gonna stop. <laughs> Is I, the prince of podcasting, the bipolar rock and roller, the Sultan godfather of, of gash, the sultan of slit, slit. <laughs> I'm here along with the Picasso of pain, the Michelangelo of mayhem, <laughs> Michelangelo. the Rembrandt of riotousness riotousness <laughs> the duke of discourse no it's the rembrandt of revenge rembrandt of revenge <laughs> i like it uh, way to come up with something <laughs> never gonna get old that's old chucky tater sex over there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had planned to come in with this song and not tell anybody, and then you came with that. Well, this is perfect. They this go together so naturally. It's seamless. The best. Aaron and Elena are not here this week. They were suspended without pay. Without pay. <laughs> I'm actually paying them not to come. Ugh, I tell you. I tell you, it's rough. It's a rough one. But uh, they're not here. I uh, suspended them. For um, God, I really, really shouldn't get into it. I think you should. But they just took it upon themselves to start having sex here at the table last week after we finished recording. It's pretty disturbing. And it wasn't just regular sex. It was weird. Are you gonna? Is that what's going on in the streets now? We're crumpling up. Uh, we crumple up uh, Sour Patch Kids. That's my popcorn. I'm, I'm listening to the story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Thanks a lot. End on a high note. Yeah, it was just it's it's the uh, nothing but high notes. The the weird sex they were having. Like she was double fisting his stink whistle. And then it's she's she's not like she has big meaty me fists. Like my fists are they're cinder blocks for God's sakes compared to hers. Yeah, but still. Going double time on the production line in the back door? I don't know. That's, I mean, whatever you're into. Aaron Aaron seemed oddly. But I eat dinner here. He he was oddly unfazed. (laughs) Oh, he was like, can somebody else throw a fist in there? He kept on singing hymns. I don't don't get it. (laughs) He was like, bring in the sheep From the Brighter Side Quartet. He kept on singing hymns. (laughs) Oh, God. It's not his grandpa singing that. (laughs) No, it's hilarious. (laughs) Can't do that. It's hilarious. He's singing his grandpa's songs when he's getting double fisted. Right in the old fucking, <laughs> right in the shit box. <laughs> shit box. Right in the shit spitter. <laughs> Turd cutter. Oh, Lord. But we're here, and we're the only ones that matter. We're here. We're We're not really queer. I mean, kind of, you know. We do go antiquing. Apparently, if you lift weights, you're gay, so. Yeah. 
We're kind of there. Lord knows we do that. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Have we even mentioned that, that we do that? The, the clanging and banging, I think we call it. Yeah, The Rock uh, hit me up on Twitter the other day. He said he was real proud of me. And I was like, well, gosh darn. And I mean, I've known Dwayne forever. Dwayne, he's a good kid. <laughs> good kid. Good kid. Love Dwayne. <laughs> I was the one that told him to start uh, talking about himself in third person. Yeah, you were. Yeah. I mean, it was you inspired. It was inspired. You remember that. You were like 15. Yeah. And it was inspired. Well, I mean, look look where it took him. It took him to the top. The toppermost of the poppermost. I mean, he's the highest paid actor in the world. He's, he might be the cream of the crop. He might be what Randy was talking about the entire time. You know, I my think, friend Randy Poffo. Yeah, Randy Poffo. You might know him as Randy Savage. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mr. Poffo was fond of talking about the cream of the crop. Oh, it's all he ever talked about. He was going to rise. <laughs> rise to the top. Something like... Something like he was going to rise. He was the cream always rises to the top. Yeah, and uh, since he was usually on top, he was either on top or top adjacent. And he was fond of uh, using old newspapers to describe his opponents because they were apparently yesterday's news. They really were. I mean, especially once they got in this the old squared circle with uh, Randy. Randy was he was a master, the only man to ever successfully complete a double X handle from the top rope. They, they were always dodged, ducked, or something, but he could only complete it to the outside of the ring. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Only man to ever complete a double. He liked that ball. bell. He liked the uh, ring bell. He would always go grab the bell. That was yeah. part of my advice to him, too. I mean, it, I'm telling him to make it, make it look like he was a, an actual savage. Well, and then he, he came out with a Mexican gimmick. He was the nacho man for a while. I remember And he said, just that. change it one letter. Yeah. And yeah. you've got it. He was just being Randy Savage, and he's like, I, I, said, I need to draw something different, brother. And I was like, well, I mean, you're... You got this nacho man thing, which is great. Everybody loves nachos. I like the hat. It's a nacho hat. It's a cowboy hat that has queso dip. And it's got chips. Salsa. It's got chips yeah. in it. Yeah. Chips come built in, brother. Oh, yeah. Dig it. And I told him, I mean, just take the hat, dump it out, wash it off, and then just put it back on and start calling yourself the macho man. There's all kinds of tie-ins. He was he Macho was kind of doubtful. He, he was a, he was well. That, that's the thing. But all his uh, Hispanic friends were disappointed when Nacho Madness went away. Both of his Hispanic friends, Tito yeah. Santana, but he and was Chavo yes, Guerrero. But he Senior, was yesterday's were, news. They were yesterday's news. <laughs> <laughs> we are coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you. <ya. laughs> I don't know if it gets old to anybody else, <laughs> but this isn't wearing down on me. This is this is still fantastic. <laughs> I want to do that. I, I want us to do a bit where we walk around. We'll never do this, <laughs> but I'll take that little speaker with me, and we'll just walk around in everyday situations. And you'll Anytime find time somebody completes the most menial task. <laughs> yeah, the, the kid stocking the shelf at Kroger's. <laughs> the way that you use it. He'll look around at us. And he'll nod because he'll know what's up. A construction worker, um, he, the guy that's doing the traffic, he turns a sign to go. Then, and- <laughs> 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 uh, I so want to do it in a, in a, uh, in a surgeon surgeon's room. So, <laughs> especially if it was a female surgeon, yeah. Which do they even have those? I don't know. Uh, probably not. TV. I mean, Gal Gadot could be one of those. Yeah, but, you she know. could. Yeah. Yeah, I'd let her do surgery on me anytime. Let her do surgery on my penis. With her mouth. 
<laughs> I probably wouldn't let her do surgery. She's not a doctor, so. <laughs> you know, I say things and I don't mean them a lot of the time. But uh, pretty neat. She's a she's a pretty uh, good looking gal. Gado. She is good looking. She's good gado. Whatever. Anyway, what's been happening this week? Uh, anybody ever figure out what kofif means or kofifi? I know it's a secret I code. I couldn't care less. What it is, is, he just misspelled a tweet and he sent it out. And then he's so dumb, uh, you know. And this even wearies me talking about this guy. You know, I, I'm honestly tired of it. But he, it bears. I mean, this is just obviously what the psychology is. He is so unable to accept that he's ever lost anything he's, he's, that he can't even accept that. Where does that come from? Like the inability to allow yourself to look like a doof. That is from massive, uh, a massive disparity between ego and self esteem. He's got a gigantic ego and a really poor self esteem. It's terrible self esteem. Yeah, like he can't allow himself to be bald. Right, and he can't uh, can never be wrong about anything. Right, he can never look weak, even though not allowing himself to ever appear well, weak we makes ta- him look weak. Yeah, we've we've talked about this before. How uncomfortable he is around like soldiers and God, stuff like imagine that. Imagine if he was around us, how just intimidated he would be. I, I think we should take him in when we're grounding, grounding and pounding. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, when we go clubbering. Yeah, we don't go clubbing around here, folks. We go clubbering, clubbering. We find it's those, clubbering time. We find the nearest wrestling ring and put people in the corner, and we use all four fists, <laughs> just beat them down. It is a road warrior style squash match. You know what? Uh, I think they're going to start calling it a Dutch and Chuck style squash match. <laughs> they they just might. Some, yeah. They have to come up with their own finishing move, though. Call it the Domesday device. Because <laughs> we're both bald. I'm balding. If I would let it grow, it's there. It's there, sir. It's there. It's, it's there. not great, but it's there. <laughs> it's been better. It's seen better days. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like Citizen King. It's... It seen better days. The bottom's not dropping out. It's the top that's dropping out. There. God, what a terrible song. That I know, right? It's awful. I kind of want to fight you now. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you come bring up that song in context to me? We swore we'd never talk about that song. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's 90s songs. Let's not start playing songs. But, oh, <laughs> Eventually, we're going to start playing songs. Uh, um, speaking of songs, <laughs> have you heard this one? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, we um, we always talk about the montages in uh, Rocky. Yeah, and Rogan had uh, Andrew Santino. He's a redheaded comedian guy. He's mm-hmm. another one. He's probably going to be the third greatest comedian of our generation behind Louis and Bill Burr. Oh, is he? I have no idea. Okay. I've never seen a stand up, but I bet he's funny. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Yeah, but um, just because he's redheaded, it seems to be the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, they are the best. So, yeah, whatever. But uh, they they talked about the the scene in Rocky for about five minutes about the he's driving around that ridiculous Ferrari. Oh yeah, there's I, no easy way. Yeah. Robert Tepper. I'm glad somebody else talks about that shit. I was yeah. like, ah, I, we've talked about that. Yeah, times. that's that's us. Now the second biggest podcast in the world behind us is talking about. It. <laughs> second by wide march. Oh, just huge, huge march. A chasm. You might say. He called say. me asking me about how to get more listeners. I was like, I don't know. Be more awesome. <laughs> Be more Dutch. Yeah. Be more me. <laughs> you can tighten up that bot a little bit, Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> no, he couldn't. He no, could not he tighten could, it up anymore. Literally couldn't be more jacked up. He's 50 and he's fucking. Man, well, he has he has access to all those amazing supplements. Yes, he does. The good stuff. The real good stuff. Is he on steroids? I don't know about steroids, but I mean. HGH. 
HGH, he does testosterone replacement therapy. Hmm. He fucking, after workouts, he goes to like this fucking uh, cold thing that goes like to negative 200 and some degrees for like three minutes. Yeah. You keep your head out of it, of course. And then you read, you get better faster, you recover better or whatever. Hmm. I was thinking, it's tough to get an ice bath. Yeah. I can't imagine getting in that uh, in your skibs. Yeah. In your chinos. I can just imagine him taking like a champ and sitting there. Yeah, probably. Fucking asshole. <laughs> I don't know. I just turned 40, so I'm, I'm, I wonder if my testosterone is low. Everybody's is. Starts getting low at around 30. Starts tailing off. That's why you gotta, you gotta lift heavy things and you gotta jack it. You gotta clear out the pipes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No problem there. No, no. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. Rattling them off. (laughs) Getting rid of knuckle children left and right. Left and right. (laughs) You ever do it with your right hand? I know we're both lefties here. Uh, The world's only all left handed podcast. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Do you know any more lefties? Um, Jim Abbott, former Major League Baseball pitcher that only had one hand. Oh, he was a lefty. I think he did. He stick the glove under his arm and he put it on his nub. And then once he threw the ball, he was able to seamlessly transition it over just in case the ball came at him. And then he was he was a really good fielder. He was a really good pitcher too. Yeah, he was a good pitcher just for anybody. that makes me feel bad about <laughs> doing anything. Yeah, because I have I feel- four good limbs, more better than a lot of people's limbs. So you know, it's recently come to light that you have the largest arms in the world. <laughs> 24-inch python. Hulk Hogan had to literally hand over the belt to you. He did. Yeah. It was, it's, pretty, it's pretty great. I don't know how people haven't been commenting about that. Like, it was a ceremony <laughs> and everything. We had an arm-shaped cake. <laughs> it was delicious. It looked like a dick, though. Yeah. I mean, it was flexed, but like that, that looks like a head of a penis. No, dude. Like, like on Always Sunny when they were opening that gym. Or no, they were throwing that stupid party. No, it was their, their, they were creating a party house. Yeah, party house. All <laughs> dudes. It's a dick. It's, it's, it's an like arm. A dick and balls. No, it's like a muscle arm. Oh, yeah. And that one dude was way into it. I'm so into it. <laughs> I feel like my life is sometimes always sunny. I just can't figure out which character I am. I have a strong suspicion that I'm Sweet D. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm kind of Charlie. It's getting shat upon by the world. I'm Charlie, I think. Well, Charlie gets to shit on D, though. So there's that. Well, but I never get to shit on you. D shits on Charlie more than Charlie shits on D, though. They sort of have a a shitting relationship where they shit back and forth. They exchange shittings. I get picked on by everybody. It's a shit so I'm definitely Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Start picking back. Call Lena a cunt once in a while. <laughs> she ever shows up. I thought I'd just go outside <laughs> and kill Mackie and Baxter with a uh, baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire and come in. It's probably not a good idea. Say, <laughs> so, you know, I, I just don't see how their lives are worth more than ours. Well, I mean, they weren't hurting you. You know what I mean? It looks it's a life and death situation. <laughs> if they have to go or you go, I'll be like, I mean, I guess. Maybe find a more humane way to do it. Maybe not beat them to Here, death. Can you with take this syringe bar- and do this? Yeah, not a barbed wire baseball bat. Hell, even I would make sure that I got off the first shot really good. End it like, right like that. I don't know if it's I not going to be an it's not going to be a Negan situation. I'll just beat them to gore. I don't know that I have that level of confidence in you. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I know. I mean, 
I mean, you you miss and you just maim him real bad. Well, that that's the thing. I, I'm like, uh, didn't you feel bad? Then he has to live the rest of his life all yeah. fucked up and retarded. I'm like uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character on Signs. Yeah, I swing for the fences every time. Yeah, so it's every like now and then a single. <laughs> you know, lay down a bunt. It's not in me. I can't do that with anything. You know, you're you're sending messages to uh, supermodels on Twitter trying to get it. Come on. Let me holler at you. And they're like, do your brass balls <laughs> rub your granite legs when you do that? Because <laughs> that took guts. Go I'm going to shoot you down. But. Go for the gold. <laughs> what if one of them was into it? That was like a fetish. <laughs> fucking some obscure dude from fucking West Virginia. You never know. And she, I mean, she puts it up on fucking Twitter like she's fucking. <laughs> she's fucking. Yeah. I'm like, I'll take it. I was sitting there like, <laughs> I don't get it either. <laughs> She's amazing. She's cramming your shitter, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> it really isn't the way that she uses it though. Swivel the hips uses it well. Swivel the hips. I couldn't imagine fucking a model. Maybe an Ashley Graham type, like a a bigger, yeah, like a thicker milkshake. Yeah. It, well, I mean, not that I don't find them attractive. I mean, the models are attractive, and I probably would have sex with them. I'm just saying that they definitely wouldn't. I mean, they. They get like, you know, they get like Conor McGregor's and guys like that. You know what I mean? Like professional hockey players and shit like that. I'm a schmo. I mean, I'm. I wouldn't say you're a schmo. You're more of a schmuck. I'm not a schmuck. A schmuck's an asshole. I'm not an asshole. That's a tiny piece. I'd say I'm a. (laughs) I'm not a nudnik. Nudniks suck. Well, well, no matter what you are, you're a mensch above all. So. Ubermensch. Ubermensch. Um, A good lad. Such a good kid. Uh, <laughs> I always like that description. <laughs> Talking about a porn star. She could take it. What a good kid. Yeah. <laughs> really drive it home with that one. <sighs> What's happened this week? Um, the climate thing. I don't really know what that's about, but apparently we're not in it. So um, that's cool. Whatever. Uh, I don't... It, it's I don't know what I feel about like it's obviously shit. I mean, us and the only two other two countries are Nicaragua because it doesn't go far enough, and Syria because they're embroiled in a civil war. So you know, I, I just don't get. I, I don't true leaders of the world. <laughs> I don't understand. I guess I do understand why they won't answer the fucking question. Like in every fucking. Uh, press conference or whatever. Does the president believe climate change is a hoax? Uh, the president is carrying on. Answer the fucking question. I want him to flip out and Sir, say that. Yeah, I demand you answer the. Question. I want I want to to be hemmed in and have to answer the question under penalty of law. Like if you don't answer the question, counselor, <laughs> what's your? There's going to be consequences, Lucy. There's going to be some explaining to do. No. <laughs> oh. Whoa! So Whoa, that was a great Cuban accent you had there, Lucy. <laughs> got some splitting to do. <laughs> My name is Cuban Pete. <laughs> you fucking. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, this is literally something that I pay no attention to, like the whole climate change thing. I mean, I know it's real. I think it's over. No, it's absolutely real. I, and here's here's the thing. Here's the point I'm making. And there's a great uh, meme. Sometimes are just shit, but there's this really great one that says ninety seven percent of scientists are ninety five. Whatever, whatever uh, study they're paying attention to, say there's climate change and is harming us and stuff like that. This idiot from Facebook, whose fucking profile picture is a truck. <laughs> Says there is no climate change. He gets his information from freedomeagle.com. 
yeah gov or whatever dot yeah they just they don't know what the fuck they're talking about face. and i don't know what i'm talking about but i'm willing to let the smarter people in most cases tell me that that's that's that exactly my real point thing. i i, I don't depend on michiko i depend on uh you know uh, Tyson, well, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, he's not—he's uh, not really a climate guy, but he—but he's like me in that respect. He's like they—he said before they always try to bring him on to talk about the climate. And he's like, well, I got here's a list of actual climate scientists. Well, that, and yeah. I'll come on with them. Yes, but I'm not a climate scientist. I'm a. Well, I understand that, but he's also, but he's a communicator above anything. Staggeringly fucking intelligent and can really. Look at data. He's got a great mustache. He he really does have a great mustache, and he he used to clang and bang. Apparently, oh, he was a Division he's a fucking all American wrestler. wrestler, you know. Uh, he was recently on Jim Norton and Matt Sarah's podcast, the UFC podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, he was wrestling with Matt Sarah. And Matt Sarah is a former well. How was he champion. doing? Well, they were just wrestling. He wasn't he wasn't trying to get tapped out by Matt Sarah. Well, I know, but I, I mean, how's it? And he did fine, I'm sure. Yeah, I think I think there's video of it on the internet. Well, but he's he's just awesome that way, and I like the fact that he's always polite. Yeah, he does. He not. never loses his composure. That's why he doesn't do the, like the debates with uh, Christians and stuff. Well, that's the thing because they're going to go. They're going. He also never says that he's actually an atheist. Well, of course, because dude. Okay, we've talked about this before with quantum physics and stuff like that. I'm not an atheist either because I believe that if you can shape your own destiny and you can, and not just through actions and all that stuff, it is the positive wave that follows it. That implies that there is some kind of positive wave in the universe, which implies that there might be some kind of being that's driving that wave. Or see what I'm getting at? If things were random yeah. and without without rudder, that wouldn't be. It would just be a series of. But it's proven, scientifically proven, that intent changes everything. So, especially intent with confidence and intense and intent with joyfulness and cheerfulness. That's what drives stuff. People who do that are successful every fucking time without fail. So, so what you're need, saying is we need to be more positive. Absolutely. And I've been do- like at, that lady we, whenever we were eating earlier today, like somebody asked me how she was doing. Oh, it's been a rough day. I hate it. Well, really. there's nothing wrong with just being human and succumbing yeah, to every now and then to being tired and stuff like that. But you're overall like I succumb sometimes. Like today I succumbed to it. I was like, Jesus Christ, I just yeah, went out here all this stuff. But then you know what we did? But it was hot. We went and clanged fucking bang. We did. And, and that's feel po- better now. And that, yeah, absolutely. It's a positive thing. But the, you know, the fact is through quantum physics and particles and all that stuff, particles or a wave, or it's the other way around. Oh, it's, sorry. I'll just turn that down. Particles are a wave, or they're particles until it's observed, and then they change. It's like a tree falls in the forest type of thing. Yes, absolutely. So therefore, and also intent changes like, okay, they would write a word with a connotation on water, a feeling or emotion or something like that. Strength created different molecular Appearance and structure. Hate created a very awful, terrible looking. You know, see what I'm getting at? And they really thought about that word when they when they put it on the bottle. So therefore, it changed the the bottle's molecular, you know, molecular structure. So that's all proven. So knowing that, how can you be a complete atheist? I don't get it. I don't see how somebody can. I mean, I, I understand the atheists that are cunts about it. They say, "Oh, you're all a bunch of idiots," and blah blah blah. Okay, we're a bunch of idiots. But that makes you an asshole. That makes you as much of an asshole as that person over there who's telling us that because you don't believe, you're going to hell and all that stuff. See what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't, Same shit. I don't like to engage in the uh, 
and the religion bashing unless they're trying to force their religion on other people. Absolutely. That's why I'll bash Islam or like the, well, the big three. Well, the big three with the exception. Talking about bench press, deadlift, and uh, (laughs) squats. Yeah. Yeah. The big three. (laughs) Uh, Now, the big three, with the exception of Judaism, which is pretty much changed. It's changed. It's changed in large part because it's so old. It is the oldest by a few thousand years of all of them. So they've come to a point where they're just like, this is a part of us. We believe so thoroughly and so deeply in us that it doesn't offend us when you don't believe. They don't give a shit. Yeah. And even if they do, the people who are Jewish and non-believers still follow the traditions. That's where the Catholics are going. That's where, but they have a lot of shit to change. A lot of Catholics now are just they show up on the big holidays. Yes, mm-hmm. it's more community binder than it is anything, and that's a good thing because once that happens, and once you take the zealotry out of it, once you take the stupidity out of it, religion is a fine thing. It is a series of laws. It is it is a social uh, binder it is a social driver and it's really good in a lot of ways but once you have zealots and morons and uneducated people who don't even read the book they're supposed to be following and or pick out pieces of the book that they didn't even read by the person who's had to be standing on the podium telling them that's what they should believe then you have a problem i mean that's like just like uh most most christians don't uh, ascribe to all the ridiculous shit that's in the Bible, like especially the Old Testament. Yeah, like the wear two different types of cloth, that's, that's tattoos. Yeah. It's all stupid. Don't eat pork. Pork's delicious. Shut it up. It is delicious, and it's actually far better for you than like a lot of stuff. So you know, there's all those things, and um, <laughs> but then there's the atheists. Okay, there's atheists that are like truly non-believers, and then there's the Grandstanding atheists. Oh, we want you know to make sure there's no ten commanders and all that shit. Why the fuck do you care? No, nah, well, I why do it. you care? I, I get why they get it. I get why you get why you get what they're saying. I see that. I'm just like I don't give a shit. You know, it's well, well. What they do is they do the equal representation thing. If you're going to have something from that religion, then the Church of Satan, which is they're atheists and they're trolls. Yeah, they say, well, you have to put this statue of Baphomet up there too. And then they're like, I guess we'll take the Ten Commandments down. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you have I, that weird statue of a goat god up. Yeah, it's just it. The whole thing is absolutely ludicrous, and it's, you know, I. <laughs> again, I the thing about you know, Islam and all that stuff. It is the world's worst religion. It's the fucking worst, hands down. It's even worse than Scientology. Yeah, because at least Scientologists. Don't believe in killing you outright. They, I think they, they kill ruining you. Uh, yeah, well, and they believe I think in killing people too. I'm, I'm quite sure they've Where's killed Shelley Miscavige. Yeah, it's David Miscavige's wife, mm-hmm. the leader. Yeah, he's the Leah Remini actually knew that was going to happen and went after him. Yeah, she's been she's their him. worst nightmare. I'm your worst nightmare. Cause she she's that because she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, she's just like fuck you. If you're going to do this to me, guess what? Fuck you. And she fucking put it up on the screen. So I love that about her. Like, yeah, and she's hot too. Well, and remember, uh, remember the 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 Saved by the Bell. Whenever she was, I don't, on I the don't beach. Not not Saved by the Bell. She was so hot though. She was. Like she's 19. always Carrie Heffernan to me. Yeah, she was good there too. Yeah. Especially especially when. Uh, you and and not not necessarily that she said it, but the way it was written, you could hear her saying it. Is when she, her and Kevin James would be in a fight, and she would call him um, 
Fat Sajak or uh, Rub a Dub Chub. Because or- <laughs> 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 I got. Fats. Because they were they were trying to get a marriage counseling, and she called him Fatty Mc_Butterpants once. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah. It was a pretty good one. I guarantee he wrote all those. Oh too. yeah, absolutely. But I'm just saying that she was able to deliver the line. It was very good. But um, no, what's best about her is uh, is her toughness. You can tell she's just tough, you know. And I like that. Also. Is her humor? She's got she she can. She's very funny. She is. She's got great timing. She knows what's funny. That's part of being funny is knowing what's funny. She was on Rogan a couple mm-hmm. months back talking about the show she did and talking about mm-hmm. um, uh, Scientology and all that shit. And she uh, she held her own. She wasn't intimidated at all. She of course they knew each other because Rogan and uh, Kevin James are very good friends. Are they? Yeah. And he's the Rogan trained Kevin James for, for uh, uh, Here Comes the Boom. Didn't he say he lost like forty pounds of fat and put on sixty pounds of muscle? He said if and he, he, in his forties did this. If he if he'd have wanted to back in the day, if he'd have wanted to, he could have been a boxer. Oh really? He said he fucking hits so hard. Does he? Yeah, he looks like he hits hard. Yeah, he's, he's a got big that big block dude. chin. Yeah. He's, you know, he's he's built like one of us basically. You know, he's I don't think his he doesn't have the cannons. But I mean, he's good a, God, who does? Sweet cheeks of Buddha. <laughs> What's a motherfucker gonna do? <laughs> No, I'm serious. With that comes, is he's he's built. Apparently, he was a great football player. I think so. Uh, I think he might have even played in college. Um, for Loyola Marymount University. You're making you're making that up. It's a guess. Isn't that in Jersey? I have no idea. Uh, it seems like a Jersey Monmouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Playing for Monmouth. one of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, LaSalle. I don't fucking know. Play football for LaSalle. <laughs> Excuse me. I didn't know they had a team. I was hoping they didn't have a team. Um, but yeah, the, she told him that, uh, like, when you're in Scientology, you're in Scientology. Like, you go to the Scientology Center 40 hours a week on top of your regular job. You give that's fucking stupid. a shitload of your money to them and all that stuff. You have to fucking, uh, what do they call it? Uh, they have the machine. Oh, uh, I watched. Going clear is for sale on on Amazon for like five dollars. It's good, three or five dollars. I'm going to buy it. Still haven't seen Lutheros uh, <clears throat> documentary. Right? Have you ever seen his documentaries? He gets embedded with people, like, and he almost goes over to them. Like, no, he, no, no, no. He, but he lets them. He he's lets them extremely good about getting people to take their guard down. Like he's, he's a chameleon. He's Jewish. And he's British, yeah. so he's extremely charming, right? And aren't British people really charming? Unless it's the guy working down at the docks, yeah, with, with the knit cap, <laughs> yeah. You know, don't, don't ask that guy for a nickel. <laughs> I'm gonna throw you down the apples and pears. Yeah, uh, but he uh, he he's very disarming. Like he spent a week with the Westboro Baptist Church, and they fucking loved him, even though he was Jewish. He spent a week with neo-Nazis, and they were totally cool with him. Really? Yeah. That's he's, odd. He's so got a old, It's on Netflix, I believe, uh, Weird Weekends with Louis Thoreau. Yeah. And they're from the 90s. Like, he went and trained at the WCW power plant <laughs> and, be, and to become a wrestler, and and one guy was a real dick to him. But uh, it was, like, he's really e- easy to get along with, I guess, but yeah. his documentaries are always so good. I just want to see- how he handles the Scientology. Well, because they're very aggressive. Because I doubt that he actually could get embedded with them. I don't think, because they're very, the one thing about them, they're very smart. 
Well, yeah, they're not idiots. They're sca- They're savvy. Other than the fact they believe in aliens and thetans and all that shit. And they all and they also they have to know that L. Ron Hubbard is like the worst science fiction writer of all time. But he has the mm, most stuff. I'm here to tell you he's not. He has he has the most stuff published of anybody ever. Yeah. But he's the worst. He's bad. He's a pulp writer where you get paid by the word. So he his books are completely overworded. Like it it's just he uses a uh, we've talked about this before. Does punctuation count? Like he's doing run on. No, it does not. I don't think it does. Um, We've talked about this before, how some writers, and there are two, there are a couple different kinds, but you have some writers like, um, is it time for writing corner with Chuck? It might be. Is this a new segment? New segment. Writing corner with Chuck. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a theme song. Okay. That's fine. Um, (laughs) There are some writers that, uh, a good example of a writer that does a sketch is um, Tad Williams. He's one of my favorite writers. Great hitter too. Teddy Ball Game. Tad. Oh, Tad Williams. Oh, he's a he's a science fiction fantasy writer, and he's able to describe things with a lot of uh, metaphors, yeah. uh, imagery, stuff like that. He's really good at that, and that makes things big, you know, in your face. Um. Then you have a writer that describes things, but also uses suggestion, which is George R. R. Martin. And all his things seems like I've said, all his things are massive, but they seem to be in miniature because it's also perfect. You see what I'm getting at? I'm picking up what you're laying down. Then you have a writer who is all description. They rely heavily on description. Gene All is like that way. She wrote Clan of the Cave Bear. Very good book. Um, series of books. Really good. Uh, Stephen King is a lot like that. He has to describe everything. And that's awesome because Stephen King is good at that. But then you have somebody like L. Ron Hubbard who's just fucking god awful. He's just, so bad. Just dumps all the words. There's another one out there. He's a fantasy writer named Terry Goodkind. Terry Goodkind is fucking horrendous. His books are so bad. And he has m- sold so many books. Proving again that people don't know what the fuck they're reading. So, it, it, you know, it, to, to pick that genius out. And defi- Stephanie Meyer's books sell. She's awful. I take that back. The first Twilight book is actually not bad. It is actually pretty good. Then she gets that check and she's like, "Oh shit, gonna write me another few." Well, of these. I, I did some bitch. And he starts running around like, like fucking um, Yosemite Sam, Sam. Yeah, <laughs> with, but with pens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Scorting> ink. <laughs> Woo! I'm gonna go on for eight chapters about how good looking Edward Cullen is. It's like we fucking get it. Move guy. the fuck on. He's also a pedophile. <laughs> Who? Edward Cullen. He's hundreds and hundreds of years old, and he's going after a high school chick. A pedophile. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair faucet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Then you have um, one of my favorite writers currently is, uh, I've talked about her before, is Barbara Tuckman, And she wrote three books about, uh, she's written a lot of books, but she read the, the ones I'm reading right now. I've actually, I finished uh, The Proud Tower, which is about the world just before the plunge for World War I. Um, and these are uh, like uh, documentary type Historical books. books. Historical they're books. historical. They're not fiction. They're completely drawn from source. Um, there's that. And then now I'm reading The Guns of August about the outbreak of World War I. What the German generals were thinking, why the circumstances led to the war, all that stuff. And she has the most economy of words I've ever seen and be able to describe a scene so thoroughly in so few words that I am fucking in awe. You would think it was something that's a no-brainer. When you're writing, it's not. It's just like drawing. 
there are many great artists, but they're great in different ways. And she is great in that way. So few words to describe something so detailed. It's awesome. She's a great one with color. She likes to use color a lot. Um, then, you know, like I said, with Mr. Hubbard and with Terry Goodkind and there's Mr. Hubbard. Yeah. What the fuck ever? Um, LRH, LRH, uh, the captain, (laughs) El Capitan (laughs) with those guys. They're fucking, they're just bad because they don't know. They cannot, they can either describe something at a sketch or with words. So it's kind of in the, in the difference there and it's fucking awful. Their characters are one dimensional. Their plot lines are ridiculous. Their villains are without merit and without any kind of understanding. Um, the worst thing in the whole fucking world, if you're going to write a book like that is a bad villain. Villain has to be with some kind of sympathy. It's like the, the word, it's like the, it's the song. A perfect example. Uh, Macho Man. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, the superpowers. Yeah, and uh, they set it up for months. Them uh, turning on each other. As, like, as much as, as as much as you're making this funny, it's wrestling true. writing is fucking great when it's good. So it's carry really on, good. please go, please go. Uh, on. Like the he he would grab Hulk, would, the Hulkster brother would grab Elizabeth or something, and you just see the camera angle is just perfect, and you see just a look from Mach. Yeah, like what the what's he doing? Yeah, absolutely. And then he just plant the seeds, and then you'd have Heenan on commentary. And, just I don't, say I don't something. Think they trust each other. Yeah, just saying something small. Yeah, you know, and it swept, and people were like, and then people they know people are going to take that and talk. So that wrestling writing is great. Soap opera writing is great to be able to churn out a storyline for forty fucking and years. It's all canon. Yeah, is unreal. I I I cannot wrap my head around the scope. You that's know, why wrestling and soap operas are so similar because everything that's ever happened. Has Especially happened now that Vince owns everything. It's yeah. all canon. Yeah, it's all. It all goes. Even everything in the NWA and stuff yeah. is canon. It's all. That's fucking awesome. I like that. Like they'll mention that uh, somebody used to be somebody else mm-hmm. back in the day. Sometimes and like like Bradshaw. Yeah, he's uh, Layfield. John Bradshaw Layfield now. Yeah, but he used to be some other dude, and they'll mention that now and then because it's all in the same universe. See, I like that, and that's the same way with comic book writing. You know. Comic books in the 80s, especially, started shifting gears. Like the POW and Zock and all that stuff, it really wasn't there anymore. Like, and even if it was, it wasn't selling. And the comic books bottomed out in the 80s. Like, they did not do well. Batman, especially. Batman had completely lost any, because Batman started as a dark character. It started very noirish. It's a, it's a noir fucking comic book. That's what it always was. Well, then it shifted gear to camp. Especially with Burt West, Burt Ward, and Adam West, and all that stuff, I, I get it. It is fun. I like to watch it as much as the next guy, but it's not Batman. So Frank Miller, who was the biggest Batman fan ever growing up, who by the way wrote at least three great movies, um, he he said, "I'm going to give Batman his balls back." So what he did was he created a story. He said, "What makes people we are going to make Batman great again?" Basically, yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> MBGA. He's going to be the best Batman. He was the best Batman. That's where we get uh, all the stories that we like now are his stories. The yeah. Dark Knight, year one. All that stuff is his. Uh, uh, the trilogy. Yeah. The Dark Knight trilogy. That's absolutely has, especially Batman Begins is Batman year one. That's all it is. And they just filmed what they saw in the comic book. All the visuals are there. So uh, Frank Miller decided, and if I'm going too long, tell me. Uh, he he decided that what was killing comic books, A, was Superman. And he's not 
not a not a Superman fan. You know what I mean? He likes Superman, but he said he's too powerful. He's too this. He's not vulnerable. He's not interesting. He's killing DC Comics because nobody can challenge him. So who do we need to challenge him? Hulk Hogan <laughs> would have been a good choice. <laughs> Let me tell you something, dude. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> yes. If for no reason it's Coco Beware. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a pile driver. Okay. <laughs> um, so he said, well, who do we need to defeat him? We need somebody uh, relatable, vulnerable, with a dark storyline. Voila, you got fucking Batman. And people were like, well, he's fucking Batman. He's a guy. He's how's he going to defeat? How's he going to defeat Superman? He said, hold on to your hats. I'm getting ready to write that. And indeed, he fucking did. And it was the greatest fucking comic book fight. What we saw on the movie that we all liked, and even I liked, and I have to go back and admit, I don't like the movie, but that fight was good, but it doesn't hold a fucking candle what happened in the fucking comic book. What Batman about in the, beat the dog shit out the, of him. The Dark Knight Returns, like the the that's the, exactly what happened. The movie, like yeah, the it, animated movie. It's pretty much exactly what happened. He hit him with. Uh, for one thing, he's going to use his honor and stuff against him. That's the whole trick. You can't let him. You can't get him mad. A at first, you if you can get 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 up on him, and then he gets mad, then that works against him. But if he's mad to begin with, you're fucking dead. There's nothing you can do because he's going to fly and kill you and throw you into the fucking sun. That's just the way it's going to be. So he softened him up. He chose the street corner. This is the coolest part of it. He chose the street corner where his parents got shot. He plugged into fucking Gotham City's power supply. He wore this giant suit that protected him and gave him superhuman strength. He's a way better fighter. Because Superman didn't have to be good at fighting. <laughs> I just have to be super. I flick you and you're fucking finished, yeah. you know. Go fuck yourself. That doesn't work with a few, like with Brainiac, Metallo, and guys like that. He actually has to fight. And they've changed that where he's actually got like some kind of Kryptonian martial arts, which is complete bullshit, by the way. I fucking hate that. <laughs> but, um, uh, but then Batman, uh, he has first uh, the Batmobile. Come through, and the Batmobile is like the Batmobile almost in no one's movies. It's a fucking tank, only it's a real fucking tank. It's got guns and shit on it. It's fucking can take down a battleship, is what it's fucking designed. Like the one in the video game, yeah. You do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, basically, yes. And fucking softens him up, hits him with a fucking thing, staggers him. You know, I love Batman's running commentary because it's it's his thoughts, and he says that charge could have sunk a world class destroyer. I think he feels it. That's how powerful Superman is. So he does that, and then Batman, Superman rips the fucking Batmobile open, and Robin's in there. Robin's a girl in this story, by the way. Says, yeah, well, why are you changing my comic book? But this is far <laughs> in the past where that was still a, a, a novelty and not something you had to do. He did it because it was a cool storyline, and it was really cool. So he did that. Uh, Robin scampers off. Scamper, scamper. <laughs> uh, then... Um, Superman flies up and he's getting ready to fly down and talk to, and he's he's still talking. He's trying to talk him out of it. Like we don't have to do this. We don't have to fight. That's when Superman uh, Batman hits with this ultrasonic because his hearing's really acute. So he hits him with this fucking thing that shatters. Adorable. (laughs) It shatters every window in a three block radius. Jesus. So and it makes his nose bleed. It actually hurts him. So then. He's got Green Arrow working for him, and then here comes the coup de gras. Uh, well, after they start mixing it up a little bit, you know what I mean? He's Batman. They're, they're trading blows. Well, yeah, basically, because Batman's a better fighter. He's, he he waits for him to land, hits him with that thing, and just boom, and it's one panel. And it's him just laying him fucking out. You know what I mean? Give him all he's got. 
And no, right there, Fred. That's fucking great. It's a great <laughs> panel. I'll show it to you here in a second. And knocks him out, beating the shit. I'm Krav Maga style. Spike boots, kicking him in the fucking chin, elbow to the fucking back of the head. All that good shit. He's got shock things on his fingers. He hits him in the side of the head and shocks him, you know, and then he starts to get mad. And he's like, Oliver, Oliver, anytime now. And Oliver is Green Arrow. So I thought it was going to be the uh, added character on the Brady Bunch. <laughs> That would have been awesome. <laughs> that would have been a so weird crossover. Walking out. <laughs> yeah. What the hell is he doing here? <laughs> he just gets destroyed. It's fucking awesome. He just calls him out so Batman can kill him. But then that's where the thing with the Batman makes an exception. The spears and the and the gas. In the comic book, it's an arrow, and he gets one shot at it, and he wants Green Arrow to do it because Green Arrow never misses. And that's why he's saying Oliver. He's getting mad any time now, and Oliver's like, he's scampering up. He only has one arm too, so he's pulling it back with his teeth. And he Jesus lets it fucking go and hits him. And it's in uh, profile when it hits him. And it says, kryptonite arrow, synthesized kryptonite arrow. He said, it took years to develop and a fortune to make. Fortunately, I had both. And then he just starts beating the fucking dog shit out of Superman. Just wham, 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 laying him out. And at the end, he's got him held. And he's just like, I want to just, and, he, and he's got him. He said, I want you to look at my face and look at the face of the one man that could actually beat you. And then he falls over with a fucking heart attack. End of fucking comic book. Almost. He took a pill, and he had to time his fight. This is how good Batman is and so cool in this comic book. He had to time that fight just right, or the pill would have hit him then, and he would have lost anyway. So he said, I've got this amount of time, and I have to work this increment, and I have to do this. Ultimate chess player. Everything good thing people says about Batman. If you give him a level playing field enough time, he will figure out a way to win. That's awesome. I love that. That's why story writing is great And that's why good storytellers are so few and far between I couldn't write that There's no fucking way I could write that I can write a great story Don't get me wrong I really can No bullshit Don't throw your shoulder out patting yourself on the back No bullshit I re- that's one, I'm not confident about a lot of shit But that is one of them I can really write a good story But could I write something that intricate And that planned out And that amazing Probably not Yeah you gotta do a lot of planning I mean, and figure out a way. And he drew it. Frank Miller drew the whole fucking thing. He wrote the story and he did the fucking art. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, One thing they've never really touched on in the movies is like him being the world's greatest detective. And I wish they would kind of do that. I know it might make it for a slow bit of a movie, him figuring shit out. Um, They do it in the video games pretty well. They do a lot. Like, especially, I think the best Batman, maybe the best story is. are the fucking Arkham games. Yeah, we've talked about how... Yeah, that's, that's, a, just, that's a perfect description, other than Dark Knight Returns, which is kind of an Elseworld story. It's a future story where everything's different, so many different things. The reason Batman and Superman are fighting is because Superman has become a pawn of the United States government, and Batman is taking shit back up. Batman has retired at this point. He's got to be pushing 60 in this storyline. So he's not as... He's Batman in the fucking new... In that movie. He's no spring bat. <laughs> He's like, remember it showed him training and shit? Yeah. That's an older man. An older man is stronger, but he's not as spry. You know, Which movie so, are we talking about now? Batman we're talking about Superman. Batman versus Superman. Whenever he's, where it shows him training and training pulling montage, the tire and all that shit. Yeah. That's, see, that's. How and, jacked was Affleck, huh? Oh, fuck, dude. He's, he's nuts. <laughs> uh, I hope the, the new, the new one's really good. I enjoyed the last one, but I see the flaws and I've only got, to, I've only watched it twice because it. It does. It lingers a bit, and then the the Martha scene. I'm like, oh. that was not good. I mean, and there were. This is one of my favorite pictures. My God, that's a fucking awesome panel. I need to put that up somewhere. That is one of the coolest fucking pictures ever. 
That's from the Dark Knight Returns. He's getting ready to smash him with the. Yeah, he's got all the fucking. He's got the gun. He's got the knife. He's got all the shit. He's getting ready to fucking fight Superman. My Timmy Jackson, my buddy, has all these comic books. Oh, really? Originals. Oh, geez. I had them in the collection in the complete Frank Miller Batman. The hardcover. Yeah, the one that the dog ate. The leather bow. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking nuts. But um, this is actually one of the most famous Batman drawings of all time. He's all very gritty, up, very, you know, see, and that he actually used that suit on purpose because that is the shitty 60s and 70s yeah. Batman suit. Yeah. And he said, he's not wearing that shit anymore. So what's going to happen is it's going to get torn up in his first mission back and he's going to choose a different suit that's darker, a little bit more, you know, fades into things better, stuff like that. There are so many things going on in that story that, fuck, I wish I could read it again. I probably will read it again. Here's a picture of the Robin, this girl right there. Her name's Carrie. Man, that it's neat. Jack too. Yeah, he's fucking. He's a huge <laughs> older man, Batman. Um, Looks like a farmer. Yeah. You know, have you ever shook hands with a farmer? Yeah, it's not. It's never <laughs> pleasant. And my hands are really strong, and those fucking guys are just. It's just a know. different. It's a different animal. It's like Russian guys. Yeah. There's different white people. <laughs> yeah, they are, aren't they? Different ethnic group. Yeah. Slavs. I think they're Slavs. And that, something. There's about, the death of the something about the steps makes you hard. Here's the fight between the, the last fight between the Joker and Batman in that comic book. Because Batman kills the Joker in this. Or actually breaks his neck to such a point. And the most crazy thing about. Dude, the story is so dark. I could go. I could do a whole podcast on this one fucking comic book because it's that good. The Joker in this one gets loose. And he's convinced everybody. Remember. In the in the cartoon that he's sane now, yeah, that he good. wants to just make amends. It's complete bullshit. He's as crazy. <laughs> of course as ever. it is. He's crazier than he ever was. He's so crazy. He's just that more he's subtle. To make you think he's not crazy. Exactly. So he buys an amusement park. <laughs> what sane man doesn't buy an amusement park? <laughs> Where the only reason for the amusement park is <laughs> to kill people. <laughs> He the kills end game a is bunch, to kill Batman, right? well, and to kill as many innocent people as he can in kill the process. Bat. So he kills. He kills a bunch of Boy Scouts by handing them out poison cotton candy. Got a, got a. I'm, I'm on his side with that one. Fuck a bunch of weeblos. <laughs> yeah, little son of bitches. <laughs> oh, here's your fucking no poison badge, Johnny. <laughs> oh, you didn't die when we spent one night <laughs> in your dad's backyard. Congratulations. <laughs> We're such Republicans with that. No risk, no reward, Johnny. <laughs> Sweep the leg. <laughs> We're mixing universes. Um, but they die, and then they get in this fucking knockdown, awful drag-out fight underneath this, in this tunnel underneath thing. And Batman, the reason the Joker is able to stand toe-to-toe with him is not because he's a great fighter. It's because he's fucking insane. He doesn't, he fears nothing for his own safety. He'll do whatever. He'll pick up whatever's around him and hit you with it. There sort is no compunction. Sort of like... Uh Mankind or Cactus Jack? Well, oddly enough, yes. I mean, just does not care. Whatever, exactly. To defeat his opponent, he'll do whatever. It's not just for defeat; it's for fun. He knows he's going to lose in large part, but it's fun just getting a fight. Let's just get in a fight and try to kill each other and see what happens. That's the kind of shit that he does. <laughs> yeah. So Batman snaps his neck to almost a, almost breaks his neck the whole way. And at the end, the Joker breaks his own neck while laughing yeah, at the same I remember time. That's fucking gross. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. And it's also one of the most amazing things that somebody ever put in a comic book. People, the, the censors and stuff went after Frank Miller for this. A lot of people in the industry didn't like it. So we can't print this. What are you fucking crazy? This is for kids. And he's like, no, I'm giving Batman his fucking balls back. Get the fuck out of my way. And the people who weren't on board were weeded out because comic books went in another direction with that. Watchmen came out. 
um, uh, of course, The Dark Knight Returns. And then in later years, you had Kingdom Come. You had all these great fucking comic books. Uh, the the one that they recently did a movie for. Um, Batman. It's a it's an animated movie. Uh, Batman. I can't think of the goddamn name of it. It's on HBO. The right? Cult? It's not The Cult. It's uh, got like a something about the ki- it's, oh, it's Killing a, Joke. The Killing, killing joke. joke. Yeah, where he shot Oracle and turned her into a paraplegic. Yeah, turned her into a veg. Yeah, that's one of the most iconic scenes in history because he's got the fucking thing on. He's taking her picture. Yeah. That is the Joker. Those stories, you had... There's so many great writers that came out at that point. You had Frank Miller. You had Alan Moore. Alan Moore did Watchmen. He did... Um, He's behind V for Vendetta. He's from, behind all these great comic stories. V for Vendetta is one of the best action movies I've ever seen. Oddly enough, Alan Moore hates it. Will not really? watch it. He said it's not. He's one of these guys. He's an art house guy. He said that's not the medium I got into. I didn't want my ma- book made in that medium. The Wachowski brothers were really respectful and said, will you please come on and help us so we can tell the best story we know how according to you. And he basically told him to fuck off that he didn't want to do it. And DC owned it. Vertigo owned it. That's a that's a subsidiary of DC, yeah. and they said fuck you. We're going to do it anyway. We own it, you know. So I understand that to that point because if I was if I was that executive, I wouldn't tell them fuck you, but I would be firm and say we're making this movie, man. We love your work. We want people to share it. Why won't you help us with this? You know, this is going to get a lot more people into absolutely a lot. The the readership for that comic book soared after that. People said, "I want to see the source material," and a lot of them did side with him and said, "Yeah, it should never been made." Well, fuck you! You shouldn't made it in a fucking movie. Fuck you! Make a good movie out of something. It's like Game of Thrones. I love Game of Thrones. I've been reading for twenty plus years. Do you think I was upset that I'm going to see the ending on a show first? You know, fuck you! No, you, I'm not. You know what That's you were f- like? What? Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> I was riding on the back of an actual dragon. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Here's a question: Will DC and Marvel ever be like fuck it and do Justice League versus Avengers? They've done that to make billions of dollars. They're talking about like in the movie universe. No, to make fucking. Ten billion dollars. They can't do that. They can. They can, but they couldn't have a story that would be satisfying. It's it, it would be silly satisfying. because they exist in totally, totally different universes. DC exists in its own continuity. So does Marvel. But Marvel's continuity is our continuity. It's us because they because they didn't make up the names of cities and stuff. Absolutely. Uh, most of the stuff in Marvel, especially the Fantastic Four, the Avengers, Daredevil. Spider-Man is in New York City. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Irvin Spider-Man. It's I'm raving Spider-Man. It's set in it's New York City and in different boroughs and different suburbs and shit. Jessica Jones. Yes, that all that pretty stuff. Good show. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get to watch that, but I'm going to watch it. I haven't seen Luke Cage yet. I hear it's really good. Yeah, I mean, that's set in Harlem. Then you have... Uh, of course it's set in Harlem. And what's ethnic? You know, that's one thing about... about Marvel that's not DC is that from the beginning Marvel was more ethnic. They actually one of their first characters was a black guy, the Patriot, and he was one of the Patriots. Del Wilkes, huh? Del Wilkes, remember the wrestler, the Patriot? <laughs> He's a big old fucking dude, man. <laughs> he was huge, wasn't he? Yeah, he was pretty. Jacked. He's just not a very good wrestler. He's okay. I mean, and a really cool it's guy. Just, like I like to inter- interviews I saw with him. Terrible gimmick. Yes. I get it. Like, yeah, USA, USA, but I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not selling. Um. Like the only people he could feud with was like whichever foreign bad guy. Davari. <laughs> Davari, whoever. Uh, Davari was a good wrestler. He was. Good gimmick. I mean, but they really, really shot that thing, took a right turn, and let's just make him a terrorist. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, like, I don't know if you want to go into Boston with a bunch of drunk fucking Irishmen who actually believe that shit. Hey, that Davari fucking guy's outside. Let's go kick his ass out in the fucking yard. Let's go stomp him out, Charlie. <laughs> you want to pound him? Sure, let's pound him. Clubbering. <laughs> um, but with the... Uh, Back to Marvel, they have done things that are ethnic. Like uh, Daredevil, you got the Black Panther is an Irish man. comic book. Yeah, it's centered heavily Hell's around Kitchen. the Irish because it's Hell's Kitchen. Then you have Spider Man, who's more a Manhattan type deal. You know what I mean? Then you have Luke Cage, which is Harlem, and then you have uh, I think Jessica Jones was in Brooklyn. Y- yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Captain America's from Brooklyn. You know, so you have all that. That's neat shit. I like that. That's why. Marvel, in a sense, every time I watch a Marvel property, I get that feeling. That really cool New York style feeling. Yeah, Even if it's not really there, you know. Oh, it's Civil War last week again. It's so good, isn't it? It's pretty fucking good. Yeah, dude. I love it. It's basically just an Avengers movie, but it, Yeah. I mean the, what we're missing Thor and uh and, and the Hulk and Hulky. I can't wait to see Ragnarok, dude. That looks like it's going to be so much fucking fun. I can't. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, he really did that. Too. I know him. <laughs> yeah, he's my friend from work. They're like <laughs> Chef Goldblum. Is, I sort of wish scared. I sort of wish they would have saved that for like the movie, but I mean, it, it makes for a good trailer. It really it. does. <laughs> um, it's like what, that one looking so excited. You're supposed to be a stomach superhero. Yeah, <laughs> he, just, he gets all excited. I like, work with him. It's a birthday cake. Come on, Hulk. <laughs> he tears it down. It's fucking awesome. Um, that, his mom that, just gave him and a banana what we were split. talking about. I hope with Wonder Woman, which they might have fixed, which they might have fixed this. If they didn't fix it, I hope they went totally in that direction. What they tried to do, I've said this before, is that Marvel is such joy. You have fun. You're eating popcorn. It's a good movie. There's nothing really heavy existential going on. It's just events. There's no underlying. You know who the bad guy is. You know, there's not really much inner strife. There's not. Sometimes there is, but the bad guy sometimes, like especially when you have a more cerebral movie, like my favorite uh, comic book movie. Other than Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which is my current. God, I love that fucking movie. Um, Yeah, Deadpool, Logan. You know, but again, another universe. Logan, the the X-Men universe is completely separate. But um, it's Captain America Winter Soldier. Because you really, I didn't know that Robert Redford was going to be the villain until about near the end. I was like, there's somebody behind this shit. And I thought Arnim Zolo and Red Skull was going to pop out somewhere and reveal himself and all this stuff. But then it turned out to be Robert Redford, and it was fucking awesome. Especially when Nick Nolte, I mean, not Nick Nolte, Nick Fury. (laughs) I don't know, Steve. Uh, I don't know. Let's go to the bar. Did you you know I was in a... I was in a movie with Shaq. I don't know about this. <laughs> Blue chips. Uh, <laughs> what kind of sauce would you even eat with them blue chips? I like my chips looking like they came from corn. Gary, what do you think? <laughs> he sort of went into David Keckner too. Yeah, that, <laughs> sort of chip here. <laughs> <laughs> That is a visual fucking yeah, impression. The, the the voice is pretty good too. That's really. all right. <laughs> you at least get the inflection. Let's have fun. It's a great impression. It's fantastic. Whammy. It's fantastic. Uh, but uh, Marvel, like I said, is fun. DC was going the route that Batman took originally, 
which is let's do something that's darker, has heavy existential stuff going on behind it. And who's really the villain? Who's the you know who the villain is, but is what he's doing right? You never doubt that what Captain America and them are doing is right. A little bit more in Civil War because they had a inner conflict. You know, Tony Stark felt really bad about what happened, all that stuff. And he's like, we can't do this anymore. We can't hurt people. And then you have the interplay between these characters that is really great. I love that. DC's that from the beginning. You know, you have a character from another planet, and he's almost all-powerful, and the worship man is a god. Am I a god? His mom says, you don't owe him anything. All kinds of shit. There's so much of that going on that it's almost too much to enjoy. It is too much to enjoy. Batman v. Superman, um, that's the one where Superman dies, right? Yeah, at the end, he allegedly dies. That point was where it started to get good, is when... The acting talents of Amy Adams and Diane Lane and all these people showed up finally. And it was wonderful. It was really good. That little piece. Ben Affleck was great in the whole thing, of course. But Henry Cavill was Henry Cavill's just he not was Henry he's Cavill. Not he's good. Just what he is. Yeah, he's he's not good. I'm he's sorry. He's good looking. He's good looking. He, he makes for a great He has two emotions, vision. stoic and pensive. I mean, he's got that. Um <laughs> which is kind of all you need, but I do I do No, you don't. Well, I mean, Case the, in, point, in those movies. Christopher Reeve. In those movies. Christopher Reeve was a revelation in, in the context movies. of those movies though. That, that's, that's fair. Sort of okay, that's fair. Need. I get it. But the the Christopher Reeve bat, or Superman was a bit of a silly goose sometimes. Sometimes. And Richard Donner really believed in those movies. I've never seen anything else that Henry Cavill's ever been in, so I don't know that he's just I spy or mm, some it. shit. It's a Kingsman. Is that was the one he was in? I hear that's a no movie. Kingsman is a that's Colin Firth. Colin Firth. He should have been Superman, maybe. No, a terrible Superman. <laughs> Hello, I'm Superman. Should have got Josh Hartnett. No, he was supposed to be Batman. He was supposed to be Christopher Nolan's Batman. And, uh, he could have pulled it off. Uh, he's a great, he's a great actor, and he yeah. looks the part. But uh, he's too young. I don't know why he didn't do it, but he didn't. Do it. He didn't have much. It was his to do. Really? Yeah. I didn't I think, think he, he wanted to get out, and because you didn't hear from him for a while. I don't think he had enough gravitas. I don't think. I think that uh, Christian. Well, but you never seen uh, Forty Days and Forty Nights. <laughs> I'm thinking more <laughs> along the lines of he was in uh, Sin City for a couple minutes, and it was fucking awesome. He played this hitman and he played it so fucking well. He was in two fucking parts of the movie for about five minutes apiece. In the beginning, he shot this woman. And at the end, he's getting on the elevator with a, a, this other woman. I haven't you know. seen Sin City. I should see them, I guess. I hear Don't fun. bother with the second one. Um, the a, first one is I'm great. I'm a completionist. Uh, it's not good. I like to see everything. It's not good. Uh, the first Sin City is great. That's a Frank Miller. Um, it has... Some of the best comic book characters ever. Marv being the one that's the one that, uh, was he a Jewish accountant? No, he is not. <laughs> he is the opposite of that. He is some fucking bar thug who is the toughest SOB to ever come down the fucking pipe. Utterly fearless. Can't really hurt him. I mean, you can. He's human, but he's too fucking tough. Dick like, like he's a slave. Huh? Dick like a sl- <laughs> slave. Probably. But uh, Mickey Rourke plays him. And um, it's one of the roles that brought Mickey Rourke's career back because there was talk, even though it's a very brief part of the movie, that he might get an Oscar nomination for it. So Marv is a guy. He's just, he's a guy who hangs in a bar. He's a he's a leg breaker. He's this kind of guy. And this woman he's with gets killed. And he's going out for that's rent, right up revenge for alley too. And it's fucking awesome. He's beating the shit out of everybody. You know, it's great. I love it. Driving cars real fast, smoking the whole fucking time. Fuck yeah. Drinking 
pounding fucking whiskey. The whole it's awesome. Great character. The only problem is Mickey Rourke is really small. I'm not going to say short because I know how it's going to go. <laughs> Marv is a fucking bear of a man. He's huge. So they had to make people kneel or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like you could tell sometimes it just made it kind of goofy. It's a great movie, though. Bruce Willis plays a really good character. Um, Powers Booth is in it. Does a really good job. Powers Booth. Yeah. Powers Booth. I was really impressed. Um, Elijah Wood. Plays a character who has not one line. Um, he's a complete lunatic. You get to see Carla Gugino naked. Oh, she's fantastic. Oh God, I and it is her all ass. Like mm. it's just she has some big old boobies too. But um, let's talk about tits for forty five minutes. <laughs> I just uh, like I said, DC is more skewed towards that. Uh, the more noirish, dark stuff, which is odd considering that. That was reversed to begin with. Marvel was more concerned with reality and grittiness and all that stuff, and they really pulled it off, especially in some storylines where they killed off major characters. They killed off Jean Grey in the 80s uh, in the Dark Phoenix saga after she killed billions of people. Billions. Yeah. She went to a, into a sun and made it supernova and collapsed one part of a fucking solar system. Oh, Jesus. And killed everybody in the fucking solar rude. system. Rude. It was badass. Very rude. John Byrne did the art, and John Byrne is a master. He was a master. He's not. He's not really concerned with comic books anymore. He was too much of an ego, and they booted him out. He he did a, uh, a legendary run on Superman. Um, Superman. Uh, Chris Claremont wrote those. Chris Claremont is a great writer, and he created the whole Dark Phoenix saga. It actually went another way to begin with, and he almost quit over it. He said, "If we don't kill her off, I'm fucking quitting." And because they because it was and so Stanley good, they would wanted, not call his bluff. So let it go. Well, like uh, is that one of those situations where uh, they wanted they the story was so good that they didn't want to kill her off to keep it going? Or? Yeah, because she was such a popular character, and and Chris Claremont wrote it that way, so she had to die. And that was his. I think that was his complaint. He's like, she can't do this and not be punished. And he said, "That's not and that, that doesn't punish, even work." The only way to punish a superhero is to death. Yeah. That's the only. I mean, because okay, the deal with it was they killed these people in the Shi'ar galaxy. Okay, the Shi'ar it's actually my favorite galaxy. It's a, it's a tremendous it's a galaxy. fantastic galaxy. It's uh, the Shi'ar uh, Empire is actually in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's, the, it's where the intergalactic White House is. <laughs> the Star House, I call yeah, it. The Star House, the Milky Way House. It's a fantastic galaxy. It's a delicious it's, galaxy. It's the best galaxy. <laughs> Terrific galaxy. Um, Sad, <laughs> but she she kills all those people, and uh, you know, hundreds of millions, billions of people dead. A know? woman did this. Yeah. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> anyway. So the Empress of the Shi'ar Galaxy is actually a, a past lover of Charles Xavier. What? And comes to him and says, uh, Charles, we need to bring Jean Grey in for trial, and she'll likely be put to death. Jean Grey is such a third grade teacher's name. It really is, but she was totally not that. Um, and uh, that at first they were going to fight him, but then they said, well, I'll tell you what, if we have a trial, 
we'll hear all your evidence and all that stuff. You know, we just have to. So they do. Well, then they decide to do a very Game of Thrones thing, which is trial by combat. The X-Men <laughs> are going to fight the Guardians, the, not the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Shi'ar Imperial Guard, which are basically mutants and superpowered aliens for every corner of the Empire. So basically it sets up the greatest fights, some of the greatest fights in comic book history. It's uh, Colossus versus this guy. They sort of have like a King of the Rings style tournament. Basically, they really fucking Fantastic. do. Does like Colossus and this guy are whoever in this- wins, are they stuck with a king gimmick for a year? <laughs> I, I wish. It's fucking awful, isn't it? <laughs> king Booker. Yeah, put a crown on Booker T for a year. Okay. I mean, I guess I guess it worked. I beg your pardon. <laughs> it's great when he did I that. wasn't watching it back then. That was so awful. I guess I missed some really good Booker T content. He's so terrible. He was great. I loved him. Loved him in Harlem Heat. Um, I love that they named him Harlem Heat, even though they are from Houston. Yeah. <laughs> Hogan, we're coming after you, nigga. <laughs> it's like, yes. Oh, shit. And Sherry, you see Sherry yeah. laughing whenever he said that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they have this battle royale, basically. Uh, the X-Men largely lose. Huh. And um, which has set up some of the best panels of art that I've ever seen, dude. John Byrne was a fucking master. And at the end. Let's do a post, uh, post-fight press conference with the X-Men. <laughs> Wolverine. Well, I mean, I zigged when I should have zagged. I mean, uh, go fuck yourself. I came to fight, and uh, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> he's awesome. Oh, he's fantastic. He's fantastic. Uh, there's a there's a buddy of mine, Chuck Nunley. Chuck Nunley is Spider Crowley, a wrestler. He's a tremendous artist. He's a cheater. <laughs> he's a goddamn cheater. <laughs> he defeated Big Jim, or whatever the fuck your name was. I when think they were, called me the Drifter back. The then. Drifter. <laughs> What's funny is I was going to like if I'd have kept with it, I was going to carry around a guitar and like and do. All oh, that's stuff. awesome! Yeah, and, and, and smash guitars on people. I wasn't. No, that I, that was not in my budget. <laughs> but uh, plywood guitar. Now, now there's a guy called the Drifter that carries around a guitar in the WWE. <laughs> they were if setting I'd have stuck up. with it. Yeah, if I'd have just stuck with it, maybe. Uh, and I became six foot six and. Just abnormally jacked. Maybe I could have got <laughs> <laughs> real big. No, he's he looks like a billion dollars. Okay. Well, there's um. But anyway, Spider Crowley is a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> he's a tremendous artist, and he's biggest comic book fan ever. And we I saw the thing he did for you. That thing is fucking yeah, it's fucking fantastic. great. I got it hanging in the in the uh, study. I've got called it my study now. Are you gonna frame it? I probably just leave it as is. I'd like to frame it, but I can't. I, I'll probably find a frame. You could mat it. It might cost you a hundred bucks somewhere down the line. Maybe, maybe fine. Maybe I mean, it's, next it's amazing. He he, with no prompting from me, he just wanted to do it, and it's I love it. But um, he doesn't like. Is there a video of him doing it? Yes, there we'll is. Share the video to the PFR. Yeah, people can look at it. Absolutely. But there's a there. We have a disagreement. He will not watch X Men movies because he doesn't like their continuity, which I understand because they're not. The continuity is not good. They don't stick to anything. But he also doesn't want watch him because he doesn't like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. He said he's Wolverine supposed to be a little stouter, smaller. Yes. Short. He said he, he doesn't look like he should look and all that stuff. And I said, yeah, I agree. But he's too good to deny. You know, he's just too good at that role. I've only seen one of them. I saw Logan. And it's pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um Days of Future Past is amazing. You should watch that. We should watch that. Your mom should watch that. Yeah, she really should. But um, he he and we. It's a friendly disagreement, of course, because I respect his opinion. And I actually kind of agree with it. 
when they first cast Hugh Jackman, I was upset. I was like, look how fucking tall he is. He can't do that. He's like 6'3". Yeah, and the, but then that's when I realized that intellectual properties don't have to be what they are. You know what I mean? You cast something because they're good at the role and they're going to bring the essence of the character. Like nobody thought Not Michael be- Keaton was going to be an amazing bad. No. And he was. Yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. really good. He was really, really um, good. Hugh Jackman is a great bat. He's a great Wolverine. And uh, I think, though, that he liked Logan, that when we actually talked about it, he said so he did finally watch at least one of them. I think he he watched it because it was just it's dude. there was so much buzz around it's pretty it. fucking undeniable. Well, so much buzz around it. People were like, dude, this is the greatest comic movie of all time. It has nothing to do with anything else. And it's just great on its own merits. That is amazing. I love the fact that Mangold did that. He took the risk. He said, we're not going to give a shit about any other continuity because we've not been caring from the beginning. <laughs> what we're going to do fun. is we're just going to make something that is completely on its own. We can call it an alter reality later if we want to, but we're just going to make a good comic book movie about these characters because these are the characters that were the best characters from the whole fucking thing. And he's absolutely correct. So I love that. But are they going to, if they decide to bring Wolverine back, Jack he's not, not going to do, he's not gonna do it. But I was kicking around the casting in my head. Who would have been a good Wolverine along the physical dimensions? Or who could they have taken and jacked up enough to be that? Mel Gibson would have been a good choice. Scott Steiner. <sighs> <laughs> I couldn't. Trailer trash, Sabretooth. You fat bastard. God, it would have been awful. Glenn Danzig. <laughs> hey, I'm fucking Wolverine over here. Hey, look at me. I'm Wolverine. Isn't this fucking ridiculous? God, I have no idea what Glenn Danzig ta- sounds That's like. That's basically talks. what it sounds like. He's a douchebag. Mother. I mean, I love his music, but he's a douchebag. Um, what kind of dick you think he's got? I don't know. Angry. Just, just mad. Pro- probably purple and yeah. up thrust. Just real veiny. Yeah. Just vascular. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. Who would be? Who would you cast if they did? Uh, if they bring him back for another movie, that's a tough one. I mean, would you cast him along the lines of Hugh Jackman, or would you go full comic book? If you went full comic book, fuck, I don't know, man. I mean, John Cena, too tall. He looks like a really huge midget. He does. He, he walks really like he sticks his ass. But that's a, that's the thing too. Yeah, he really does. That's a, he looks like a big old mid. Like yeah, even his call. head looks yeah. like midgety, squashed in face. He's funny though. He is a funny dude. He is really his. He's impeccable. His comedic time is impeccable. Yeah, I guess that's that live performance. You have to, and they don't really script him like some do of them. Like some of them are great. Flair yeah. was great. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine them trying to <laughs> script Flair? Oh, God. That's probably why he doesn't do much anymore. Now, Flair, here's what we're going to need you to do. Here's what, here's basically what they did. We need you to do coke off a stripper's ass before we come out. Can you do that? And then Woo! Just, Can I do that, Daddy? And you know what storyline you're involved in right now? I don't really know. Uh, doesn't matter. I tell you, remembering all this is tough. <laughs> it's really tough. <laughs> um, Woo, Daddy. I, uh... Dusty Rhodes, would he be a good Wolverine? <laughs> no. He'd be a good. Well, there's so many incarnations of Wolverine. Like, uh, so many different artists have so many different takes. One of my favorites is Art Adams. Art Adams drew him. He was basically a virtual midget, but he was as wide, as he, as, wide as he was tall. I mean, he was 
crazy muscled, just a cinder block. Then you had Joe Jusco, who direct who who drew him and drew him like a fucking Greek god. Only he was small, you know, smaller, but he was you know finely boned. He had he was just Joe Jusco is an amazing artist. He had, he's done some of my favorite paintings of all time. But then you had guys like John Byrne drew him more of the brick type, finely boned. Yeah. Like your mother. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> then you had uh, one of my favorite ones was Paul Neary. I think did a really good Wolverine. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of all the arts. Jim Lee did a great Wolverine. They all these artists have so many different good things about them. I really need to start reading comic books again because I really miss it, you know. And I don't know. The last artist I really was a fan of was Ed McGinnis. Ed McGinnis did a run on S- Superman, and he's all his characters are really big and blocky, like. Total superhero types. Do we have any good comic book stores around here? I'm sure. There's well, the somewhere. the bookstores themselves have almost every title you can think of. Yeah, so. but don't you just want to go into like a, a nerd? Paradise? Cheryl's Comics and Toys that was in Canal City. I don't know if it's still there. I don't think it is. There, uh, there was a, a comic book store in. Uh, I think there's one on the west side in Beckley somewhere. I think there was one on the west side. If I remember, I think it was Comic Zone or Comic World was what that was called. I actually got some really good fucking comic books there. I got a couple. I was a big Conan fan. Conan was my favorite comic book. When I was those a kid. Uh, the, the drawing, like the art of those, was amazing. Yeah, that was a lot of Hyperborean stuff. When you had fucking, uh, I'd have to look up who the artist was. Uh, Dale Keown, I think was did a Robert Keown. <laughs> Played Benson. Yeah. God, what a <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld was on that show. I bet he was. Oh, it was awful. He actually swore he'd never do fucking TV again after that role because he was a bad comedian. He was basically Kenny Banya, is what he was. Is it Arthur Doyle, the artist? Arthur Conan. No, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was the uh, <laughs> was the writer of Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I'm trying to Frank Frazetta. That's is that the guy? Yes, that drew it? yes, it is. Let me see some of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty badass. Dude, he's fucking great. Uh, It it was actually a dumping ground for a long time for a lot of artists that nobody else wanted. Big Jack Neanderthal. Well, the Sumerians were such a cool. uh, It's Robert E. Howard, and there's actually a movie about him where Vincent D'Onofrio plays him. He is actually a complete nutcase. Fucking Vincent D'Onofrio is a great actor. Yeah, but this movie was apparently really awesome. I I never saw it, but he would talk about, he did the whole Conan thing. And uh, he created. He basically do d- does what any great fantasy writer does, including George R. R. Martin. Including, I'm not a great fantasy writer, but this is something that I do. You take a culture from the earth, you pick it up, you throw it down on a map, you take their culture, you write your own little tweaks on it, and then you create characters around it. That's the easiest way, but it's also the best way because things seem to work out better that way, and they're usually based on Europeans. But Robert E. Howard's was so vast. Like, the Sumerians were this group. There were actually Atlantean kings that had been deposed after some sorcerer king had taken it over. And they were under attack by, like, these Viking called the Aesir and the Vanir and all this stuff. It's really fucking cool shit. And they put a lot of it in the movie, the Conan movie. I mean, the Schwarzenegger Conan movie. Which, the first ten minutes of that... Where they're raiding his village and shit is one of the best action sequences ever in the history of cinema. It's fucking great. Rest of the movie shit, but that fucking bit <laughs> is fucking awesome. I like the Beastmaster better. That could be potentially something really good. It could be Mark you Singer. Know, when I was a child, I really did like that movie. Oh yeah, I loved it. I can remember uh, the names of the animals on that. 
You can or you could? I can. Okay, give me some examples. The tiger is Rook. Of course it's Rook. Why would you and not the, And then uh, the uh, ferrets were Kodo and Podo. You're right. I remember that too. Yeah. It's pretty. Pretty outstanding. Yeah, it's pretty great. Mr. Remembers stuff from campy movies. I love it. But there's so many good things about that movie. It's complete dog shit fucking 80s fantasy. It's great, though. You know, they don't have money, and they just kind of put people in costumes. Our budget's $115. <laughs> Make it work. Uh, director says, okay, uh, I mean, uh, you're a peasant. <laughs> Get him some homespun. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's eating gruel for six weeks. Are we okay with that? Yeah, you're right. Singer, you're you're in fucking uh, V, so you're not gonna, you know. He was he was like actually kind of gonna be a star at one point. That totally crapped out. I wonder what uh, derailed that hype train. He's not a good actor. That's what derailed it. He was terrible. <laughs> He's fucking terrible. Um, I liked Beastmaster. That'd be, be a good reboot. Fantasy stuff. Fantasy wasn't good for a long time because, like I said, the budgets and actually the storylines had to catch up to sci-fi. Was first. Sci-fi was better first. You had 2001, you had Alien, you had Star Wars. Alien was 1979. Then you had Star Wars 77. Uh, 2001 was 74, I think, something like that. Um, all great science fiction movies. You had to actually tell a story then instead of a Yeah, movie. and the special effects could be somewhat bad, but what I like best about, especially going back and watching 2001, is that it's still pretty stunning? Like, it's amazing, even compared to shit we got now. It's still and it's so. It, it, the first hour of it, or, or at least half an hour, forty five minutes, is no narrative. It's not telling anything. It's just showing you what life in the future is like. For one thing, it has the obelisk first. Let's discuss that movie for a second. How brilliant that fucking movie is! It's Kubrick. So of course, Stanley, it's my good friend Stanley. It is. At the beginning, it has a bunch of ever, apes you think fighting. Ever, do you think he ever shit on a girl's chest and called it the Stanley Absolutely, Steamer? Absolutely, he did that. The Stanley Steamer? As weird as that fucking guy was. <laughs> he probably fucked a turd. <laughs> <laughs> Being a middle picture. It's pretty great. Stanley Kubrick. Um, the late life Stanley Kubrick. Fucking oh, he's turd. a complete lunatic. But his attention to detail is what made that movie. It, and his his... What makes him great is his ability to trust his audience. They're picking up what he's putting down. A lot of people don't. That's dumb. I don't get it. Of course you don't get it because it's not made for you. It's made for somebody who's going to pick it up. Not that you're dumb. It's just somebody who has an eye for story, you know? Yeah. So the beginning of the movie, as we all know, the apes. is the apes fighting and that obelisk is there and one ape picks up a fucking bone and starts smashing another ape with it the beginning of tools yeah and he throws it in the fucking air and it turns into a fucking spaceship fucking insane so then it goes into that and then it's just this fucking montage of shit going on in the future like they land on the moon and this is before the giant space the 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 spaceship and it just shows somebody doing a tour, like being a tourist on the moon. Like, make sure to put your tray in the up, you know, all yeah. that shit. And there's like walking around in sixties future clothes, which is complete shit. It's just polyester, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and there's winking lights and shit. But it's really cool. And then the obelisk is on the moon, signaling yet another advance. That thing is a signal of advance of humankind. It's a metaphor, but it's also part of the story. 
Because it is it is it the obelisk that's advancing shit, or is that a again with Kubrick? Who knows? Is it a part of the story, or is it just a wink and a nod? This is what's happening. We're getting ready to advance. That's what's awesome about it. So then it goes on to the ship, of course, in the infamous part of the movie where the computer Hal loses his fucking mind and becomes afraid, which is what a lot of people think that is will happen, happen with AI. It's going to become self-aware. Happen. Yeah. He became self-aware and became scared. But it always spoke in that moment. What are you doing, Dave? What are you doing? And then it's, and then at the end, it's the saddest thing because they're turning him off. And, yeah. and he's, he's like, uh, how I need you to, I need you to sing for me. Can you sing? And then he's going, uh, he keeps on saying it over and over in that same monotone. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. Because he doesn't know what's going to happen. He doesn't want to die. And then he starts singing. He slowly starts to power down. It's sad. It's sad because he was just trying to self-preserve, and he didn't know if the ship was going to blow up. He didn't know what was going to happen. So the computer just got scared because of the uncertainty of everything. you know. So that was what made it great. And then at the end, it's the advance of humankind, that the the hurtling towards something with the colors and the existing in all points at all times. It's a, it's a real description of our linear understanding of things not being linear anymore, where we're existing in all in all points of all of a timeline. Because he showed, he's looking at himself as an old man in bed dying, also as a baby sitting there, and as a man eating his dinner all at once. So he's seeing in this room for, and nobody ever got that. What's he doing in that room? Like it's a description. It is a description of these aliens trying to communicate with him and tell him that we exist on all points of a timeline and you don't have to live a linear life because we can all live that way if you're willing to accept it. Interstellar takes a lot of those themes. Yeah, Interstellar, I mean, there's nods to that. Absolutely. Interstellar, there's nods to that in Arrival. Oh, is there? Yeah. That's neat. I need to see it. I still haven't seen it. It's really fucking good. I know. I think I know, it was literally. probably the best movie from last year. Really? I think so. At least for me. Hmm. I mean, I saw the one that won the Oscar, Moonlight. It's such a bummer. And Arrival has a lot of bummery stuff in it, too. I'm sure it does. But, I mean, you throw Amy Adams and you've got the- She's really good. The fucking Arrow guy from the Avengers, Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. Renner. He's fucking great. Everybody that's really Force good. Force Whitaker. Yeah, Force Whitaker. Can't Whit- go wrong with Force Whitaker. Um, I don't, that movie's- I mean, there's nods to the how everything exists on it. But that's how good- Points. Science fiction is, you know, yeah. is that they those heavy existential things. Science fiction is better at telling that. People were still stuck in that sword and sorcery mode, solid Dungeons and Dragons. Well, you're right, but then the stuff like Game of Thrones came out. It can, and be Lord of the Rings came out. Yeah, Lord of the Rings changed the whole game with that. They said we're going to make. Is that the, science fiction or fantasy? That's or both? fantasy. I mean, it's both. Mm-mm. It can be both. There's science. Science fiction is something that is. Possible. It's plausible. Uh, Actually, okay. Star Wars is not a science fiction movie. Star Wars is a fantasy movie. It just happens to have science fiction elements. If you think about it, I mean, it's got knights and it's got guys with, you know, see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's all that shit. He just took it and stuck it in a space context. Yeah, that's it could how have been a medieval it. adventure. It, because he knew to. it would suck. So here's what we're going to do <laughs> we're going to put it in space. People like space now. So yeah, we're going so to do, do space. And you know what? Everybody loved it. Yay, it's great. And then, you know, I love it, but it's also goofy as shit. And yeah. There's room for Goofy, though. Well, but then you had fantasy was really striking out, with the exception of uh, there were a couple exceptions. Uh, early on, not a lot. You had Dragon Slayer is a great movie. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen it. Is that the one with Matthew McConaughey? 
No, that's that's uh, <laughs> what is that? Something of fire, kill rain of fire is what kill this dragon, which man. is actually not that bad from what I hear. All right, all right, all, all right. right. We're gonna, Christian Bale, we're gonna jump on the back of this dragon. It's gonna be crazy. Man. I'm about to blow your doors off, dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Being Wooderson, they need to tie that back in days and confused. He hit a fucking time pocket and. <laughs> Drove up in a cigarettes rolled up in his sleeve. I don't know what's going on here, guys, but uh, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking party. Uh, the Evil Dead, in a, in a lot of sense, especially when it turned into uh, Army of Darkness, is a fantasy movie. Goofy as shit. Really great, though. Some of fan- Sam Raimi is the master of that type of shit. You know, he's he's just good at it. But then you had Lord of the Rings, which broke it completely open. It's like we're going to make a great fantasy movie now. And he did it. And from then on, fantasy has been a hot commodity. Game of Thrones came from that. Game of Thrones is a direct result of Lord of the Rings being so good. And they people went, Benioff and Weiss were readers of the books. And I can't remember which one was reading at first, or maybe they had a friend said, dude, you need to check this shit out. Read that fucking book. He's like, fantasy, I'm not interested. I know you're not interested. Fucking read it anyway. And he picked it up and flipped through. He said, I was hooked after five pages. Which is the beginning of the show where they go out in the forest and the guy gets his head cut off and the and the the uh, White Walkers chasing them all that shit, dude. From go, those, yeah, those they really books, started off. Yeah, with. those books are <laughs> fucking great, and turned into that, and has come completely full circle where we used to have complete shit fantasy movies. Now we've got great fantasy movies, great fantasy shows. Game of Thrones, the end of it. Is going to be maybe the greatest thing ever. I, I I'm predicting it's going to be bigger than Star Wars because it's going to be that good. And then they're going to do uh, spinoffs, prequels, or something. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, what they're even going though they're to not going to do the Adventures of Duncan Egg, I'm, really, I'm really upset about that. They might eventually. It's too good not to do. You know, maybe they'll make a movie out of it. Yeah, although it's so much smaller in scale. The Game of Thrones. There's no civil war going on. There's no. Other than the Fields of Fire. The Fields of Fire is in that, which, no, not the Fields of Fire. It's some big battles in it. Uh, but it's a small story. It's it's very quiet. It's just happenings and goings on. You know what I mean? But it's also really cool because you get to see – don't make any mistake. The Game of Thrones, the Westeros you see in that is a world that's completely turned to shit. Things have collapsed in a major fucking way. When the Targaryens held power, it's basically what happens to any Arabic country when the dictator gets <laughs> yeah. taken out. Everything goes to shit. <laughs> Everything's all fucked. Yeah. I mean, everybody, nobody knows their place anymore, you know. And that's not bad for some people, but it's really bad for a lot of people because a lot of killing and shit goes on. That's exactly what happened in Game of Thrones. The Targaryens collapsed. Robert Baratheon took the fucking throne. He's too fucking drunk to be a good king. Um, so everything goes to shit. So that's what you're plopped down into. The Adventures of Duncan Egg is 100 years before that, when shit is still pretty fucking good. Targaryens are firmly in power. They're not fucking going anywhere. Even though the dragons are gone. There are no more dragons. Yeah, fucking dragons. Where'd you go, dragons? They all died out. Like that rapper drag on? No. I think he was on DMX's crew. <laughs> I, like, I couldn't even think of oh! the song. I just remember that he's- I wonder if he roared. <sighs> DMX's homies. Um, we, we started talking about Wonder Woman. How do you think that's going to be? I think it's going to be, uh, from everything I can uh, look at, it looks pretty good. I know the director. She directed Monster. It's going to be good. Yeah. You remember yeah. Monster, right? Uh, I, I didn't see it, but I know oh, how good it was. Dude. Yeah. She won an Oscar for it. Yeah. And uh, the blonde chick who's really hot. Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron won an yeah, Oscar. Christina Ricci's in She might have even 
Christina Ricci might have even been nominated. I think she. Uh, I think they both won. Did they not? I'm not sure, but I, I do. I'm pretty sure that uh, the director lady won the Oscar for it. Yeah, and they've already signed her on to direct the next Wonder Woman. And she hasn't done much, honestly. Wonder Woman's one of those. It's, it would, she's done like sparse episodes of shows, like right? She's done like a few episodes of. But uh, it's one of those things. Of development. And, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things that's going to take the right touch, you know. From everything I've heard, it's good. But I also wonder is if it, is is it one of those things where you're not allowed to? I say hope. It's bad because yeah, it's yeah. Women. I don't think it's going to be that. For one thing, I think if she pays attention to the source material from World War One. And it looks like they did because it's where they're starting pretty fucking, fucking interesting. So you can really set something in that. All that steampunkish type shit, you know, it'd be really cool. Um, I might go take a gander at it tomorrow. So yeah, I'd like to. It'd be, uh, good. It does look good. I hope that that will turn the tide for DC. And the one thing, Zack Snyder, don't direct another fucking movie. Do us all a solid and just drop the fuck out. You're terrible. You're absolutely fucking terrible. Well, he's not. Doing whatever is left of the Justice League because they were able to keep under wraps that his daughter killed herself. That's terrible. That's fucking. I feel bad for saying that now. I'm just saying that. But you knew that. I mean, but but I agree. Like I want somebody else to do their a take on this shit. Joss Whedon is he's the one that stepped in. Yeah, and he's going to put his fingerprints on it. And didn't he do the? Avengers? He did the Avengers. <laughs> how how is he? It's going to be great. I mean, I guess he's not under contract to. To stay with Marvel, so you can do it. Well, that's the wants. thing too. It's not. Uh, some people say, "Oh, betrayal is like uh, it's two different universes. They do not intertwine. How is it? Betrayal? They're not even really competing against. No, them. they're not because Marvel is going to win every fucking time, at least for the foreseeable future. Because Infinity Gauntlet is going to come out. Then they're doing another Avengers movie. They're doing a final Avengers movie. Captain America will die in one of those movies. What's the, the what's Infinity Gauntlet? What's that? Uh, you know Thanos or Thanos? Yeah. Uh, he gets a hold of the Infinity Gauntlet, which all the Infinity Stones are on it, which gives him unlimited power. So well, he's he's got he beat the game with all the achievements. He used all the cheat codes. He's he, yes, he's got a hundred percent on everything. Oh wow! I mean, he's 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 flipped all the tiles. It's uh. mahjong for this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yahtzee. He should be yelling Yahtzee. Cosmic Yahtzee. Yeah. 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 Anyway, well, well. well. I don't know about that, dude. <laughs> anyway, this has been a, a nerd-heavy episode. Yeah, this is what we're doing, man. Who cares? Okay, we're just talking. People don't. If people don't like it, learn to love it, Daddy. <laughs> it's, it's sometimes wrestling is comic books. Fuck up. What happens F- is fuck off, Kevin. Says, <laughs> fuck you, Kevin. Uh, what they're gonna do? And they, I know, because they introduced the beginning. Remember at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, I said, I said, it's Adam Warlock. It's Adam Warlock. Yeah. I was hitting you. That's Adam Warlock. It's a bruise on my yeah. forearm, by the way. <laughs> I'm, I can't hit you with these. My lawyer will be in contact. I'll, I'll punch a picture of Adam Warlock here. He's a really cool I character. I saw him on that gurney. He was pretty, uh, pretty cool. He's, he's uh, in cahoots with the gold people, apparently. He was on a gurney? I don't know. What I don't, was. I don't Maybe he was in like a containment thing. I don't know. I'm really bad at remembering here's small a, details. Let me see a good picture of Adam Warlock. Well, here's Adam Warlock in the Infinity, in the Infinity Gauntlet, the comic book. Oh, God, he looks so 70s. Yeah, it's really <laughs> could not 70s. look more it's 70s. It's Jim Starlin, actually. Looks like he's Jim straight out of Flash is, Gordon. <laughs> they're going to remake a Flash Gordon movie. How would you feel about that? That would be awesome. I, I really enjoy the first one. As long years. as they're aware of how goofy it is. Must be campy. Yes. Here's a really good picture of uh, Adam Warlock. 
It's really cool. It's pretty good. Got to uh, get rid of that color, though. But here's the thing. Adam Warlock, uh, actually, here he is. See, the guy on the left is this guy called the Magus. The Fagus. Oh, Magus. I'm sorry. The Magus is Adam Warlock. He's real purple. But he's from the future. He's the incubated Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock. So if you'd let him cook a little bit more, he became even more powerful? I, I guess. I mean, if he's a well-done steak with ketchup. <clears throat> it's called the presidential. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Get it at Tudor's. That's the worst. God, that gets my nerves. It's called the Kofif. That's what I was talking about, steak. I've raised the steaks. <laughs> Just a great Delmonico steak with the fat trimmed off. Cooked until it's like a shoe. Smothered in hunts. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> Even like a shitty ketchup. <laughs> hunts. Yeah. It's the worst. <laughs> Just might as well call yourself cunts. <laughs> cunts ketchup. Smothered in hunts. It's a terrible ketchup. <laughs> it's Heinz or get Smothered the fuck out. In- <laughs> it's Heinz yes. or go fuck your mother. Yeah. <laughs> Heinz or Kroger brand. <laughs> you know No what? hunts. I can get down with Kroger brand too. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's, they put twice the sugar they put the regular ketchup. <laughs> it's great. It's fucking tomato flavored cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is delish. And it quenched my thirst. And my left arm's numb. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Adam Warlock eventually becomes the Magus. The Magus comes back in time to stop Adam Warlock. But to do that. Adam Warlock, the reason he becomes the Magus is that he goes into incubation, but he also has the Infinity Gauntlet, if I'm remembering the story right. I don't know what the story is, so you could tell me anything. Okay, here's the thing. (laughs) Thanos actually loses, but it turns out he planned to lose the whole time. Oh, the old double cross. Because. Swerve. He's remarkably unhappy, but he wants to go back and. It's it's weird. Because the last. Does he want to go. Back in time. Yes, he does. <laughs> Wanna go back in time. Wanna go back in time. Uh, Adam Warlock has to go back actually to defeat Thanos right as he's getting ready to take the Infinity Gauntlet and wrestle him for it. And Thanos lets him win or something. Or past Thanos wants to win. He did but, the job. But future Thanos intervenes in some way. It's weird. Because the last panel is they're going to find him and... Uh, he has taken off his uniform, whatever, and he's sitting there. He's a farmer. And he's sitting there waiting on him. And he's like, why did you do this? He said, I did it because this is the only way it could have gone down. You know, he said, with, you know, this is just the way continuity, the way time and the universe works. So it's a really, I, I wonder if we can be able to tell it in that way because it is a very esoteric ending to a story. Define esoteric for our listeners. You know, they're idiots. Uh, vague. This has nothing to do with me at all. Vague. Uh, <laughs> parameters aren't clearly defined. Yeah. You know, ambiguous would be another. You know, the, the ending is ambiguous. It'd be well, this guy did all this terrible shit. He's not going to be punished. Well, it turns out he really didn't do that shit, but he did. But he didn't. You know, see what I'm saying? It's he did. He equally did it and it. It's Schrodinger at its fucking. You know, it's existing on all points in a timeline. So, are they going to tell it that way? I hope. I hope they trust their audience enough to tell it that way. I feel like it'll probably be boiled down to the lowest common denominator. It though. will. And maybe it'll be some massive struggle. Adam Warlock will be, but I don't know. They did that. They didn't do that on Doctor Strange. Yeah. Doctor Strange is ending. I haven't got to see it yet. It's on Netflix. I'll, I'll watch it. It's so. good, but Doctor Strange's ending is 
neat. It's very smart. Like it's. I hear that one's very sciencey too. It is in a lot of ways, but it's actually a lot of quantum physics. Um, it's ambiguous. Uh, it's very good. I liked it. B plus. You know, if we're going by Marvel movies, it's a good one. You know, but there is no real bad Marvel movie. It's no Hulk. I like Hulk. By Ang Lee. I like that one. I liked it too. I think. I think I, was, I really I think liked was, the one. I think with, it was really good. I really liked the one with uh, Ed Norton. Ed Norton. I like Ed Norton. That actually is canon. Yeah, it's, it is. Uh, so because it shows at he, the end of the movie how he's able to control his anger. Yeah, and then then we switch actors and he says, "That's my secret. I'm always, always angry. angry." That's awesome, dude. Yeah, it's really good. Fucking Mark Ruffalo was great at that role. Mark Ruffalo, whatever. Mark. One of my favorite things though, Mark Buffalo, is on the Avengers where. Robert Downey Jr., by the way, t- steals every scene because he's the best. But Mark, Mark Ruffalo, Ruffalo, whatever, gives it back to him and almost – it's just as good, but in his own way. The characters are different. So, of course, it's not going to be a scene stealer. It's more yeah, of a – he's a, he's a he's a good straight man. Yes. That has his a own really good straight zingers. Man. He's, yeah. Like, literally, when he takes that thing and shocks him, ow! He's like <laughs> – <laughs> get, trying to get him to turn, you know. <laughs> I love that. That's such a nice touch, you know. Especially the way he's dealing with everybody. He's like, he's like Doctor Banner, your your uh, all your work on you know genetic maybe manipulation, all this stuff is amazing. And by the way, my favorite thing is you do you turn that giant green rage monster. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really, it's really great. And he keeps on. He has a nickname for everybody, Goldilocks. He, he calls uh, Thor Goldilocks and all kinds of shit. Well, we haven't called him that anymore. He got his hairs cut. And he did get it. And his, and his hammer smashed. Oh, good Lord. So that means Thor's going to have to. I mean, Odin's going to have to forge a new one. So I don't know what's going to go down with that. I look forward to it. It's going to be good. Hopefully it's a big 80s montage. Type I movie. hope it is. <laughs> I hope it's told. I hope it's told. It's just Rocky Four recalled yes, as superheroes. Yeah, I hope it's tongue <laughs> firmly in cheek. Like, this is this is going to be great, and here's why. Fucking Guardians of the Galaxy did that a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and was so good at it. Especially when people were laughing at that guy. Tell him taser face. He's like, <laughs> taser face. <laughs> <You know? laughs> or when they're playing the video game, man, you suck. <laughs> he's or whenever the the dart guy, the arrow guy, yeah. he's floating down and, and uh fucking uh, Star Lord's Star Baby, whatever his name is. So he looks like Mary Poppins. Like, is that cool? Yeah. It's completely I'm fucking cool. Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> or Groot keeps on bringing him shit. That's a desk. <laughs> <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> so fucking funny. Or when Rockets at the end is trying to explain to him about the bomb. Do this, this, this. I am Groot. Yeah. I am Groot. Yeah. I am Groot. No! <laughs> we all die. <laughs> <laughs> that must be hard to do, like, to do voice acting. Yeah, because they probably just in give you a sketch of the scene. Live yeah. action shit. And, I mean, they were both doing voice. I mean, I am Groot. Is, nobody's in a little tiny Groot suit. <laughs> right. Groot suit, Ryan. <laughs> 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 It's uh, hilarious. It's so good. Groot suit riot. <laughs> Groot, Groot, I am Groot. Fucking amazing. It doesn't. I mean, who needs? Who needs them? We're great. <laughs> yeah, we're fantastic. We're the best podcast hosts. There's never been any better podcast hosts. The dynamic. 
podcast duo? The dynamic Puo? Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Um, That's how we're coming in next week. <laughs> the dynamic, dynamic Puo are back. Um, and there's other two people are here, too. God, where were we going? We were, we were talking about Guardians 2. Now, the voice acting would be difficult. Yeah, especially to... Do you think they were in the... I, I know for cartoons... They were in the booth. They for were cartoons, the, they don't... They most of, A lot of them don't do it together. Like, I've watched F is for Family, the yeah. worst cartoon, and it seems like they're they're all together when they're doing it. Sometimes it's a table read. It feels like do that's a, what they're doing. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. That's got to be rough, especially if they do it one at a time. You just read your lines. Ten yeah, different never, ways. But that never, that never, it never goes well. Like they used to do that with uh, cartoons in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, and it was complete shit. Like it, it just sounded terrible, you know. And it's like, like Scooby Doo. Damn you, Hanna Barbera! <laughs> like Scooby Dooby Doo, I like what you do when, when you, you do, do what, what you, you do. do. You made me want to shoot. Shoot dead. Oh, God damn it. That's going to be stuck for a while. Deadpool. Watch Deadpool to take it right out of there. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He's, he's drawing. And he's listening to Shoopin. Yes, he is. He's got that radio sitting beside him. What a weird song to be listening to. I know. It's fucking. Of all the songs in the world, you pick that one. Well, they open the movie with the. Uh, it's such a perfect day, isn't that? No, that? no, it's that uh, was in some scene that's all going fucking crazy. They, they use that's that a in lot. train spotting. Actually, they use that song a lot. That's in train spotting when he when he fucking overdoses, overdoses. Yeah, they use they. I guess they were the people that started that. I guess because I've seen it in quite a few movies and TV shows. Whenever things are just going fucked, and, and they're, they're just playing, they're playing completely innocuous. <laughs> yeah, they're either playing that song or something sort of like it. Yeah, yeah, that's a Lou Reed. I think it's a funny. It's a funny thing to do. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, because uh, that's... <laughs> you seen Train Spotting, right? No. And if I have, I don't remember. It's Danny Boyle. It's fucking great. Ewan McGregor. Young Ewan McGregor. Um, he takes this big shot of heroin, and he sinks into the carpet. There's so much weird shit in that movie. Like, because he's actually not sinking in the carpet, of course, but it, it shows him sinking in like the carpet. He's, he's because like, he's on heroin. He's laying there, and the fucking guy who dealt it to him is like, maybe I should call her a taxi. <laughs> and then he fucking puts him in. He sticks fucking money in his in his shirt and drops him off of the, drops him out of the fucking cab and takes off. Apparently, Scotland at this point is a fucking shithole. It's Edinburgh is apparently Edinburgh is like one of the worst cities in Western Europe. They said it might be the worst city in Western Europe. Most violent, fucking least tamed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Well, you got a bunch of wild Scotsmen. Well, see, uh, the Scots are so strange. Skirts with their dicks out. The Scots are so strange because they're they're Celts, but they're like the Irish are Celts too. But the Irish are remarkably more settled, you know, and are not known. They're known to be fighters, but they're not known for just being lunatics, you know. The Scots are known for being fucking lunatics. So I don't know, man. All that fascinates me. All these old culture, cultures, especially the ones who. Uh, one of the biggest ones is all the Nordic cultures because their culture is so emasculated now. I mean, they have these green cities where people are drinking tea and all that shit. And yet there's still a lot of Nordic people up there who worship Odin and burn churches down and shit. Yeah. They were not tamed. They're really, they said this was never our God. We never fucking. There's, there's places in those countries that don't speak modern languages. 
They speak old a lot of, languages. A lot of that black metal comes. From yes, that. exactly. A lot of that. Uh, there's places in uh, Scotland uh, and in Ireland where they don't speak English and never spoke English, like refused to speak English. Gaelic, Gaelic or Celtic. You know, there's so many different dialects. Uh, that's why the road signs in Ireland are both in Gaelic or Celtic and English, because quite a few of their popular percentage of their population does not speak English. I think that's kind of neat. It's pretty cool. That's resistance. They're like, no, we're not them. We're us. Oh, fuck you. Like the Welsh are like that too. The Welsh are a Celtic group in the center of England, in the in the smack dab, and they refuse to be English. They're Welsh, and they're not giving up their culture for anyone. I admire that. The Native Americans here are remarkably less successful at that because the government makes sure they're not successful doing that. The English are much more permissive. They're like, yeah, what we did was fucked up. So even though it's a thousand years ago, keep your language. That's and they're and they actually share in it. They're proud of it. The Prince of Wales. And yeah. that's a, that's a you know that's a title because the, the Welsh are part of. It's kind of like a Game of Thrones with the Seven Kingdoms. They say, all right, for example, Joffrey Baratheon, uh, king of the Andals and the First Men, Lord of the uh, and the Roinar. They put that later. Those are three peoples that went into the current situation. And they all are respected. Their culture all respected going into that. The Andals were the ones who conquered the first men. And then you had the Targaryens come over and conquer the Andals and all those and all those people. That's neat. I like that shit. Especially when it's in a real world context. Because the Angles conquered the Welsh. They conquered the Irish. They conquered the Scots. But yet, all those Celtic groups really retain their own culture in large part. They are not English. The, the Irish are not English. Uh, people make that that mistake a lot. Yeah. Well, well you're kind of like England. No, we're not mm. anything like England. We're Ireland. We've always been Ireland. We will always be Ireland. They still know? fucking settle their disputes with fights. A lot. There's a whole documentary about yeah. it that is just fantastic. Bare knuckle fighting. You know, they bare knuckle fight. They schedule it. They meet at a certain place. And then everything's forgiven afterwards, right? Yeah, they, or they'll continue the feud sometimes. Yeah. If, if there's not a clear, decisive winner, they'll just keep going. And they don't. if somebody gets knocked down, they don't get on top of them and start pounding them. What is? I think it's called Knuckle. Yeah. You would love it. Yeah, I need to And they even do videos like talking shit to each other, like Conor McGregor. And then where where is this in Ireland, does it say? The... Winslow County. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, well, it matters because it's it like, does be, I, I don't know I'm because sure the, it says because it, the north of Ireland is actually rather less settled. Like, well, you get into the north of Ireland, but then you, when you get into northern Ireland, they're essentially pikies. It seems like yes, very much so. Like so, the Keenans are actually there's a lot of pikies in the Keenan bloodline. You like you dags? <laughs> yeah, dags. <laughs> oh, dogs. Sure. I like dags. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into some news. Okay. Uh, Kathy uh, Griffin's thing. Uh, um, holding, up the, holding up a Halloween mask of uh, Donnie Trump with uh, blood all over. Again, I'm of two minds about this. Um, did she do something wrong? No. No. She didn't. Um, is she not taking it like Kathy Griffin should? She should not no, have apologized. Definitely not. But also, she should not have cried and asked for help. For absolutely it. not. And try to turn herself into a victim. Absolutely. You're a fucking comedian. Yeah. Who yeah. has been getting off on this shit for years. Own it. Tell him to go fuck himself. Absolutely. Once once the 
I think what happened to her is she finally saw that she's going to be dealing with the entire weight of the United States populace on her back, and she's terrified. What she should have done was, once she made that joke, still work at CNN, but when you're not working, pick up with your wealth, because she is wealthy, and go live somewhere else. Live in Canada. Live in fucking Britain. Live somewhere where people are going to appreciate your joke. It wasn't, a, and you're going to be hated from afar. It wasn't really a joke. I mean, I, I wouldn't have. It's done a visual it. joke, uh, or a visual jab. You know. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I think it was probably a bad move. There's other ways to, to get at people to get at the president yeah. or whatever. I think she's wanted. She really wanted attention. Yeah, and she got Boy, it. Did she get? It. Yeah. They're still going after her on Twitter. Yeah, they should. I mean. But also, you should be prepared if you're going to do that. Yeah. Tell, uh, here's what you do. Do what, take a book from Donald, take a, uh, did a page from Donald Trump's book. Don't apologize. Uh, up the ante, if anything. Keep telling him to go fuck himself. Hey, Trump's sons, go fuck yourself. I don't give a fuck what you say because you're both a bunch of, you're both a couple of fucking halfwits who can't do anything. That's what you do. You give it back to him fucking 100%. Never apologize. Do you think that Bill Burr or Louis C.K. would fucking apologize? Fuck no. you. They, would, they ain't go fuck yourself. I don't fucking care. Fuck him. Fuck you. Fuck them. That's fuck exa- them all. Yeah. Bill Burr especially. He'd go on it. He'd laugh. Hey, you know, go fuck yourself. I can hear him right now. You know, it's, like, <laughs> it's a fucking joke. Go fuck yourself. You know, that's exactly what he'd do. Yeah, I don't uh, apologizing. Like, I I didn't I didn't care whenever people were hanging Obama in effigy. Uh, I wouldn't have cared. I didn't care if I, there wasn't such a racial element yeah, to it. But, and there really was. There definitely was. Yeah. <laughs> but, Let's uh, lynch him. Woo! Like, no. And I didn't care when Ted Nugent said his things. Oh, fuck him. That I, fucking halfway. Absolutely fuck Ted Nugent. But, uh, <laughs> and I don't care about this, but. I don't either. Um, don't apologize. No. Ted Nugent didn't apologize. No. And, and guess what? He's fine. Subhuman <laughs> mongrel, really? Yeah, and said it. Uh, That's so fucking racial. It is unreal. He's going to, um, if he gets elected next time, I'll be in prison or because he was going to kill him or whatever. Yeah, it's basically, essentially, what he was alluding to. Even though we all know he's not, he wasn't going to. Oh, he's a complete coward. But he can make that kind of a joke and make that kind of a statement. And all the lefties got up in arms about it then, and then they're like. They get mad about the righties getting up in arms about it now. Yeah. Stop getting up in arms about stuff and people will stop doing this. Exactly. (laughs) Give a fuck. Fuck you. I think, I think for Kathy Griffin, there's probably better, a better way for her to make her statement, but I think that's what she wanted until she got it. Yeah. (laughs) And she wasn't prepared for the consequences. This is too much. This is not Renee Zellweger getting a fight with. This is the president. Yeah. This is too much medicine. We should, uh, this is death. She's received death threats, Mm -hmm. like lots of them. And she probably gets them anyway, just for being a cunt on TV talking about fashion. Probably not like this. No, no, probably not like this. Probably getting lots of rape threats. Yeah. Around the clock. If she has any family, they're threatening her family. Guarantee it. See, that's where they would get me. What I wouldn't do for that kind of publicity. <laughs> well, I mean, that's where they where somebody who was crazy enough would get me because I'm easily baited with that. You threaten my daughter, I'm going to find out where you are, and I'm going to come to your house <laughs> and beat the dog shit out of you. Neo-Nazi, Hell's Angel, I don't give a fuck. I will come with an axe handle and beat you the fuck down. But I can't do that with everybody. 
And then sooner or later, they're going to catch on. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be like, he's going to show up here. Maybe we them. should be in a group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better be a large group. He's kind of a large gentleman. And he's going to be swinging a large axe handle. Doesn't so. seem to be a gentleman at all. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I would bring you and Matt and Frampton and all. <laughs> hey, it's the left wing. Let's kick the fuck out of somebody group. Let's do this. Yeah. That, that, apologizing such a fucking shit move. Uh, not for not if you're being a dick, you know. If yeah. you've done something really bad, apologize. Like Trump should have absolutely apologized for all the shit he did, talking shit about a gold star family, fucking all that shit. John McCain should have apologized for that. Should have apologized for all that. But he sees it from the dark side of it. Apologies, weakness. I can't show weakness. But when you, when dumb fuck, when you're doing something for the express thing, the express reason to get uh, attention, mm-hmm. and then you get it. If you if and if you really be, like meant your little art statement or whatever when you did it, mean it. Yeah, don't back down. Maybe say you know I didn't think people would be so mad about that. That sucks. I'm sorry that you're offended. Yeah, yeah. Be funny about it. Yeah. Be have some fucking balls. Do the shrug. What are you gonna do? It's already out there. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Free freedom of expression. Kind of a double edged sword, ain't it? Yeah. You fucking half wits. That's what you know. I, I, that's one of the reasons I I love. <laughs> Who was the? I'm not usually into redneck bullshit talking shit about get the fuck out of my country and all that. I usually don't like it. But that one guy who was the MMA fighter and who was the fucking Navy SEAL or whatever the fuck he was and gave fucking Al Qaeda his address. Oh, Tim Kennedy, a fucking mic drop moment, and absolutely meant and he's, every he fucking. He said, bit "Only of send the ones you don't, you don't want, want back." back. Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah, no, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> That is a fucking John Wick move. Yeah, he's, fucking- and, he, and he re-enlisted. He's going back. He said, fuck it. We're <laughs> you guys want to threaten me? I'm showing up. <laughs> I'll be there. Don't you worry Comes about it. the door when they're making a film. Hey, <laughs> what's up? Look it's who's me. here. Public enemy number one. What are we doing? <laughs> Tell you what. I'll drop my gun and kill you all with my hands. How about that? He probably could. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could. Definitely could. Yeah. He's a trained fighter. Yeah. And he's a Marine. And he's... 100% insane. Yeah. He's hilarious. Dude. He's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I respect those guys. It's like, okay, we ha- we've had this discussion and uh people but he, it's it's in the details where people get lost. I don't agree with burning or stepping on or in the flag. I don't agree with it. I don't like it. I was raised with enough patriotism to to not like that, you know. However, do I think you should have the right to do it? Absolutely. And people can't wrap their head around that. You condone it. No, I don't condone it. But you have the right to do it. Just like I condone your right to act like a complete fucking idiot. Yeah. But that's not illegal. I'm cool with whatever. I don't care. As long as you're not like waking me up and bothering yeah, me. Yeah. Like, hey, hey. And you're holding up a burning flag. Yeah. Then I'll probably beat your ass. I'm like, how did you get in my house? And. <laughs> You know, th- there's a fire now. <laughs> there, Baxter, that's another Baxter thing. Mackey are flipping out. What there's the a, fuck is going on here? Another thing for me to fucking worry about. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you want to burn the flag in but my again, front yard, that's fine. People on Just both sides can't get that. I know. I know. So you condone it? No. So you're against it? No. So you condone it? No. I don't condone it. Neither am I against it. I'm against it in as much as I don't like it personally. But am I against it as in it should be against the law? Fuck no. And I've gotten in so many arguments with people over that. They cannot wrap their head around that fucking juxtaposition. They just can't fucking do it. It's like uh, 
not caring about abortion. Like, I don't care if someone wants to get an abortion. No. And, but so, I won't so, get one. So you're pro-life. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I'm pro-free speech. I'm pro-life. I'm pro Approach more the libertarian yeah, point of view, extremely except, except that they have taken that one and done the anti, you know, the, the done the anti-abortion thing because that's the base. You know, the libertarians are kind of pricks. They're kind of pricks, as in they're not hardcore Republican prick, but they're still pricks. They're like most actual libertarians are more liberal than the actual liberals. Yeah, yeah, and they're also more conservative than what we see now. Right. As far as conservatives go, right? But I mean, it's a it's an odd pairing. It is. It's a fucking weird thing to be. Yeah, and I'm I'm about halfway in. in I agree with lots of. I like a lot of libertarians. Yeah, John. Morgan. I can't, John Morgan's John my Morgan. favorite. One of my favorite people in the world, and he happens to be a libertarian. Uh, Pendulette. Pendulette's a libertarian. Hardcore libertarian. Oh yeah, and fucking awesome about it too. You know, just and it, that's another thing too. Then you have. What it's not is it Rand Paul or Ron Paul the younger one? Rand is the younger. Rand one. is the younger one, and he was talking about and he gets saying that he is they are down the party line with the fucking Republicans with that shit. Well, the coal mine and all that stuff in our country. You're smart enough to know that climate change is real. You're absolutely fucking smart enough to know that, and yet you side with those fuckers when it comes to that shit. That makes you an asshole. It also makes you a fucking hypocrite because if you believe in markets like you do, then we wouldn't have to dictate the market. If the world is making the decision, that's the market. We should have to adapt to that market. We are the Sony of the fucking world. We're not going to go digital. We're going to do Blu-ray. Fuck you. You're going to do Blu-ray. Well, we still kind of won, but we didn't. You know what I mean? It's like that's being phased out, but they're sticking to it hardcore. It cost them. It's going to cost us because the rest of the world's moving on. And they're investing in green energy and doing different shit and doing infrastructure upgrades on the basis of this shit and creating jobs out of that shit. We are still stuck in that fucking old style thinking and we can't let it go because that moron made a fucking campaign promise, which he never wanted to carry out. But now that's his new thing. I'm going to make sure all my promises go through. He's going to try to build that dumb fuck wall. It's not going to fucking happen, by the way. He's going to try to do that shit. He's going to try to bring back coal. That's not happening. You know, and not that I don't want coal to not come back. I have lots of friends who are coal miners and want them to make a living and all that shit. I really do, man. And I just have seen blood on the mountain and being from this area all my life and seeing all the massive instances of cancer. I had to shut some idiot on Facebook up the other day because we were talking and uh, my friend Christy had posted something and he said, and it was about the uh, Dakota Access Pipeline. <laughs> and he started talking about uh, it wasn't on Indian land and all that stuff. And I was like, fuck you. Here's the reason that's bullshit. Because those people are less. We in Appalachia are less. I know exactly what those people are go- going through in, in, in less of a racial context as opposed to a cultural context. We are, we are less valued as people. That's why nobody gave a fuck about us when uh, the fucking mines blew up. That's why nobody gave a fuck about us when our water was poisoned. That's why nobody gives a fuck about us because we're so goddamn poor. Nobody gives a fuck because we mean less. Because as long as that fucking coal was going out, that's all they fucking care about. We're just cogs in the machine. To get, Absolutely. To and have been since the fucking beginning. Coal out of the mountain. And, and people don't know that. And nobody gives a fuck. You can even show them. Those people don't fucking care about you. People that live here don't know that there were coal camps that the, the company owned your house. And that if your husband died, if the, the man, man of the house You're died, out. They evicted you. Yeah. And it was even worse if he happened to... Be a union in, man. Injure one of the... The mules. Mules. Yeah. That mule was more valuable than him because it was hauling everything out. And it's the same now. If you if you fuck up one of the uh, 
shuttle cars or oh, a yeah. bolter or something, you're fucked. Yeah. You're fired. Yeah. Because it's going to cost them tens of thousands of dollars to get it repaired. You heard another worker, they don't want to give a shit. Yeah. Well, the thing about it, too, is that they can that's why they allow them to be on drugs and all that shit, because your life doesn't matter anyway. So what if you hurt somebody? You know what I mean? It, they're willing to take the risk. Now, nah, if you 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 get you you get drug tested for going to the Oh, do you now? They weren't yeah. for a while. Not for a long time, I'm sure. But now you definitely do. Okay. Well, that's fair. But... Uh, God. <laughs> this fucking music keeps playing um, It's like I had friends in Ohio I lived in Ohio And uh, trying to explain to them About this For one thing I had to put one kid in this place He said I was talking about the coal mine system And talking about Mate 1 and the coal mine wars And stuff like that And how shitty it was And he's one of these people He's all oh, the markets Does everything Corrects everything And I said no it fucking doesn't I said it makes sure that one group of people are slaves as long as you don't fucking care about them. And here's what happened. He said, well, it's probably what they had better than what they had before. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Let's go ask my grandmother who was alive during the fucking time. You fucking halfwit. Keep your fucking mouth shut. That's what they don't understand. And they didn't. And and he didn't buy it. He said, I don't think you're telling the truth about this when they don't have American money. I said, I'm not, huh? Here's what I'm going to fucking do. And I started listing shit. I was like, and and then another guy said, well, you know, I believe you, but I'd like to learn more so i gave him a copy of mate one and he came back and said was it really like that i said abso-fucking-lutely it was fucking like that in my grandparents lifetime so if they can come here i can take them to a company store right now yeah absolutely <laughs> i can take them to at least a broken down company store right now yeah there's i mean there's I'd one up there's, in Candleton. yeah there's one within five miles of here yeah easy i mean there's one that they still have as a it's uh the oldest general store in West Virginia, or yeah, it's in uh, Thurman. Thurman, yeah. yeah. It's and they still, I think it's like for tours and stuff yeah. to show people about what how shit used to be. See, that's people don't they they refuse to believe that their country fucks people. The United States fucks people. I'm not saying the United States fucks people more than other countries. I don't think it does necessarily, but I but. Their hands aren't clean. You know, you fuck people. You've genocided people. You've done all kinds of shit. Fucking accept it. That's that's Russell Means. Russell Means is one of the Americans leaders of the American Indian movement, and he has the most pragmatic stance on it I've ever heard. He said, "I'm a proud Indian. I, uh, of course, I want treaties to be honored, but I understand that's how things how necessary things work." He said, "Here's what needs to happen: the United States government needs to acknowledge what the fuck they did, apologize for it, include us in the fucking system, value our culture, treat us a little bit better, and then we can all move on with clear fucking consciences." He said, that's what needs to happen with the whole fucking shebang. The fu- the black Americans need to be treated better. Native Americans need to be treated better. All these groups need to be treated better. And once they are, we can all move on as Americans and, be so- and have that as our shared history. And not shared history about some fucking monument down in fucking New Orleans about some goddamn general nobody gives a shit about. <laughs> I'm just saying, I love America, but I love America warts and all because I understand and have read the history and am uh, and am willing to accept what America did. I don't say America sucks and all that shit. I'm too much of a student of world history to believe that any country doesn't fuck people, doesn't do that shit. Every fucking country does that. We're just different in the fact that we have a an idea. We have this thing about America that if we would really honor it to its to its core about being this great country that is exceptional, all this shit, and really go by that, 
the country would be much better. As opposed to, well, we're going to say that until you start to threaten us and there's not a white guy in the White House and then we're going to get upset and we don't want it to be that way anymore. Fucking over own every bit of it. Own every fucking bit of it. Everybody's welcome here. Everybody can rise. Everybody can be great. Not just the fucking group that you come from and that's who you want to be in fucking control. Fuck you if you believe that and you don't belong in America fucking either. If you believe that totally and you believe a woman or a black guy or even a Muslim or Native American, whoa, or anybody can't be fucking president, you're a fucking moron and you don't deserve to be here either. You don't deserve to be here as much as that liberal who tramples on the flag because you are trampling on the ideals of America in just the same fucking way. Amen. So, fuck yeah. 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 Well, 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 well. I think that's about it. I think we're done. We've covered pretty much fucking everything. We did. God damn, what a hot (laughs) soap. What a hot ep. <laughs> Blazing hot ep. Blazing hot ep coming to you. That's uh, episode one, 109, I believe. 109. I actually wrote down episode 110, but I think it's 109. Yeah, that's it. Uh, we're uh, good to go. Which, which song should I go out on? I don't want to do the same thing I've been doing the whole time. So, <laughs> You sure? No, nah, I don't want to do that again. Oh, here's a nice Wilco song. We'll go out on. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Go fuck yourselves. Your uh, mothers are all terrible. I wish you'd have all been, uh, especially you, Kevin, miscarried at birth. Especially you, Kevin. Um, thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Uh, we are the world's greatest podcast, and uh, it's Pillow Fort Radio. You bunch of pieces of shit. It's in the way.